fun trivia fact, I don't know if it still does, but the last I looked at it, it had a higher Rotten Tomatoes score than Avengers Infinity War, so the DCEU is winning. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Thanks for logging back on to film.com. Just a friendly reminder, we don't actually own the domain film.com, so stop giving them hits and give us hits instead. As always, you are joined by your host, Gregory the Goatee Wisman. Uh, hello. I actually <laughs> shaved, so that's inaccurate. That's I'm looking at you right now. And Matt... I have no nothing for you, Stefano. Don't hit me, please. And um, as always, I'm Josh. Uh, today we're talking about a nice little uh, mid-year review. You know, uh, we've done a, we did one for 2017 at the beginning of or at the start of our podcasting. Is that even a word, podcasting? It's a verb, I think. <laughs> I don't know. You think it's a verb? <laughs> I just have to. It was a word uh, in general. Um, I think it's a verb. But I mean, that one we kind of rushed through it, and it was still like two hours long. So we're breaking up this time. We give more love to other movies. We get plus, to talk more about. And plus, we've seen a lot more this year from the start. And it gives us time when we do our 2018 recap to focus more on Oscar season because we, the three of us enjoy the Oscars. I would say. Yeah, we're nerds. So we uh, we were able to focus more on just Oscar based movies. We're kind of uppity. So granted, we were the year is more than halfway over. It's not even really a mid year review. It's like that's true. It's three you know, quarters of the way done eight, review. But eight out like, of twelve. As a for movies, it basically is because Oscar yeah. season carries over into the beginning, mm-hmm. into like January and February. True, so like true, true, true. The cinema year, it's yes. about halfway through. So, yeah. So we're gonna do basically. We just counted before the mic came on. Together between the three of us, we've seen thirty different movies. So wow, we're almost at a movie a week. Not really quite. Blame Movie Pass because they crashed for a little bit. That's true. They um, suck, but also they don't. Which I, that's not, not to knock this year. This has been a good year for movies. I think that's been pretty but good. I think Movie Pass has been the biggest drama of 2018 so far because as far as how, movies are concerned, how it's yeah. going up and down and like how all over the place. Yeah, there's so. been like no really big movie scandals this year so far either. Yeah. Knock on mm-hmm. wood, I guess. But Movie Pass has definitely taken the cake. And I'm happy it's coming back on the 15th of September. Hopefully, so probably by the time this is out, it'll already be back. Hopefully, but. Uh, I miss it. I miss Movie Pass. It's uh, it's been a very integral part in my movie life. We used last. it. We used it yesterday. I used it today. Oh. I, I didn't use. I didn't no, use it. I didn't use it today. Yeah, I couldn't use it today either for Black Landsman. Yeah. Oh, I saw the Meg. Um, no, but still, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I wish it would come back to the. You could see any movie. I'm sick of having to pick and choose. Yeah, me, pick and choose. It's annoying. Yeah, well, hopefully that gets back on track. Four of them don't plug, don't get wide releases. Yeah, and it's definitely like a more sustainable business model. Don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. But this, uh, I mean, even even you know when I signed up initially, my first thought was, how is this even a thing? It's going to crash and burn. And it, it did. It didn't burn <laughs> in yet. A, in a very it, dramatic it fashion. It just crashed. It didn't burn yet. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost on fire. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but it definitely I think plays a role in what movies we've been able to see this year mm-hmm. because and you know movies in general they say that they uh they think they account for three percent of the box office in the year that which is they nuts went to down about. to 9.95 yeah which before they existed but it was like 20 or 50 dollars and then it was like 50 bucks and then this past year i think pro- almost a year ago to the day they went down to 9.95 and since then they think they account for three percent of total box office which is shit tons of money. Which yeah. is huge. So huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, huge. Hopefully, movie pass. You know, hopefully by the time we're doing the twenty nineteen mid year review, hopefully movie pass is still around and still functioning because uh, 
I like it. And, I like it a lot. Uh, and we bought stock in it. So like, yeah, let's let's. You let's, bought, wait, you bought stock in it? You yeah. Bought, we didn't tell you this. No. We oh yeah, Greg and I bought stock in Movie Pass. We bought yeah. almost four hundred shares. Yeah. No, t- t- between the two of us, we're at like six something. Because I have three something, you have three something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where was my invite? We uh, talked. Talk, we talked no, about it yeah, in the we chat. Were, yeah, we were talking about it. Was it when I was at work? No, 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 no. We were talking about it here when Poon was up. Remember when you, we we here Poon was up? Yeah, we recorded when he left. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about it then. I was like, Greg, let's do E Trade, and he goes, Nah, E Trade, you have to have like two grand down. Were you not paying attention, you jerk? I don't think I was there for you that. We're part. definitely there. Not for, that. not for that portion. You want to buy stock in Movie Pass? Actually, uh, you should buy it now because we I bo- should. It's, it's uh, well, what, 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 like when we bought it, it was a five cents. Now it's at like well, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just put five bucks down. Yeah. You also can't use the app we used anymore because because it's so low. They yeah. think it's not a good investment for you, so they try That's to fair. save you from that. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I could just buy it now, and then once it gets going again, I'll sell it. <laughs> I thought we told you that shit. I'm no. sorry, man. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, Welcome to our Talking Stock Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Stocks. <laughs> I anyway, wish I bought soda pop before the murder today are, of Pepsi. Our Charlie Sheen and Michael Douglas here on uh, Wall Street. Anyway, so anyway, to the actual movie. So what we're going <laughs> to do is... Back to the actual topic. We'll do, uh, we'll do a couple minutes, because obviously... General like, thoughts. We've seen 30 movies between the, between the three of us. There's, not a, there's a good chance the... Uh, Listening audience hasn't seen all thirty of those movies. I think my dad's seen four. Really good for your dad. So <laughs> and one, we'll, of them, one of them was the Meg. <laughs> sheesh. We'll do. Um, sheesh. We will do a quick like overarching. What do you guys think of the year? So Greg, you yeah. go first. Overarching. What do you think of twenty eighteen? Um, general thoughts. So far. Yeah. So far, honestly, it's kind. It's been kind of disappointing for me. Okay. Uh, but mostly because last year Get Out came out, and Get Out's probably one of my top five, top three favorite movies of all time. Okay. And Blade Runner 2049. Uh, yeah, and Blade Runner 2049. Last year, I feel like were a lot of movies that were made specifically for my kind of audience, yeah. and I feel like this year it hasn't been like that. But it's still good. I'm just disappointed because at this point last year, I'd already seen one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I have to agree with that. I think it's definitely... It's been it's been an all right year as far as my opinion is concerned. Uh, definitely not as great as 2017, but the year's not over yet. Maybe we can have some surprises. Maybe Venom won't be a fuck up. God, it's gonna be a fuck up. Uh, I think that it has been a. I think it's been a good year in the sense that I've only seen one bad movie. I've seen 18 total. I've only seen one bad movie. I don't. I don't know if any of the movies on my list I could qualify as like really bad. So like that, that's why I think like they've just kind of been like like my bottom like half the movies I've seen. I'm gonna rate as like mediocre. Like that's the, they're I think all right. One thing I've noticed about this year is that it's a year of kind of a forgettable movies where they're mm-hmm. good. Yeah. But I'm not necessarily gonna remember them down the line. I mean, as far as your bad movies concerned, though, I didn't see it because I knew it was gonna be bad. Like, yeah. I we don't. It. We don't generally. You know, we don't generally, you know, tend to go out of our way to watch. That's bad a good movies. point. That's a good point. But I'm like, not like, oh, I need to go see Crazy Rich Asians. We're, we're, that movie's doing really it's well. It's doing really fucking well. Yeah. Uh, it's getting a like, sequel. Is it really? It's, well, it's based on a book trilogy. Crazier Rich Asians or Crazy Richer Asians? Crazy Rich Asians. The London Tipton story. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, what was it saying? Um, Bad movies. Yeah, but, like, sometimes you, like, you go see a movie. Like, when I went to go see Suburbicon last year, you were I thought it was going to be good. And it was just a train wreck. Like, there hasn't been any, like, I walk, besides Slenderman, yeah. I haven't walked out of a movie and been like, this was the worst experience of my life. So, yeah, uh, I think that, and even though I say there are some movies that are very forgettable, yeah. there's a couple that I'm never going to forget. Sorry to bother you being one of them, which we did a whole episode on, but... I think that it's been a good year for movies. I don't want to say it's been a great year yet because I don't think there's been, as far as I'm concerned, there's been yeah. one great movie. Okay. But there's been a lot of good movies, I would say. Okay. So, 
Um, and then well, refresh me on your thoughts on uh, what you thought 2017 was. You thought it was uh, not as great as Greg and I thought. Is that I correct? did not think it was as great as you and yeah, Greg thought okay. it was. I, mean, I that's still fair, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. But I I, I thought it was kind of uh, I'm look, I'm really looking at my list now. Yeah. I thought it was kind of top heavy with Logan and the Last Jedi and Baby Driver. Fair. And it. And then the middle was kind of like a bunch of stuff in the middle, kind of just like muddled yeah, around. Yeah, I almost, mean, like, and I'm looking at your list right now, yeah. and a lot of them I could I could jumble around, and their places would still be fine. Exactly. So like, so yeah, a lot of them are just pretty. Like, if comparable. I had to, I mean, it's so hard to compare the years because, like, for example, my 2017 movie list has 29 films on it. I've only okay. seen 18 this year, so yeah. Um, but and I think Frank, frankly, we're not going to get another film like Baby Driver for a very long exactly. time, as far as that stylistic is well, concerned. But Bad Times at El Royale looks like it could be something somewhat similar. Mm, uh, actually, right. while we're doing non-spoiler, do you guys want to do movies you're looking forward to? You want to save it to the end? Uh, we could save it for the end, like save looking forward, forward, since forward. Yeah, those like, are going to be in our next so review podcast. As far as, as far as still non-spoiler stuff, what do you guys think the best two or three have been in the worst? Yeah, we'll, one has yeah, been? we'll do a couple movies. Um, I mean, I think I think for all of us, I think I can put Avengers: Infinity War up there. Yep. I don't know if that's my absolute favorite right now. It's at uh, second, but it can switch in third place every now and then. My top though is A Quiet Place. Uh, I think that's just masterful filmmaking and a really, really, really good in the horror genre. Really unique. Really something we haven't seen. Uh, that's really my top movie though. Great. Uh, my top is Hereditary. Uh, no surprise there. I think Not at all. It's been. I think I talked. I remember talking about it on one of our podcasts. I think it was the Rotten Tomatoes one. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah. But like I feel like horror movies have been getting out of a lot of tropes that Kevin the Woods made fun of, and I feel like Hereditary. It follows the Babadook and horror movies like that are yeah. finally stepped forward in like a new age of horror. Yeah. And then I also have Quiet Place up there for basically the same reasons. They're two very different movies. Yeah. Basically the same reasons. And then Avengers Infinity War, which if I'm being honest, might be my favorite theater experience. Like I just <laughs> enjoyed seeing that movie. But it was also like a really weird movie that uh, because it's like episodic. It's, it's kind of like a yeah. TV it's, show. It's almost so you like, said that there was a podcast with yeah. a bunch of TV yeah. shows. It's almost like, and it's also like even if you take it like a stand, like alone, it's almost like half a movie still, mm-hmm. right? Because we haven't. Because I know, I know it's not gonna be called part two, but it's essentially gonna be part two. Yeah. So exactly. like, you don't even know how to like, really gauge it fully yet. You have a pretty good understanding, but not fully. Uh, so for me, Infinity War is my top movie of the year. And that's I no doubt, surprise. I doubt that's gonna change. Yeah. Um. Then I have like really, I can make an argument. On my list of for like two through seven for being like second on my list because yeah. I have like depends Black, on what kind of mood Black Panther Annihilation Quiet Place Tag Incredibles all kind of jumbled yeah. in the middle so um, as far as the worst movie goes Slenderman was a train wreck I hated Slenderman I loved the the Slenderman game the computer game I loved it and this movie was a joke I'll explain more later but like that's for me that's the worst movie of the year so far it was what a disaster that movie was honestly I don't know if I have a worst movie but I'm definitely most disappointed in Deadpool two. Just because even even from the trailer, I was like, this looks like a disappointing movie. Not Solo. And I walked out. Solo I wasn't excited for, and Solo was just kind of mediocre. Yeah. I walked out of Solo going, well, I saw a movie. That's what I did, too. Yeah. It happened, yeah. and I'm probably not going to remember it in T-minus a day and a half. I don't remember it now, but I remember <laughs> it. We were talking about, like, I didn't have any expectations, so I couldn't be disappointed Exactly. Well, Solo. Well, with Deadpool yeah. 2... I was I love the first one. First one's really good. Yeah. Uh, and then watching even the trailer for the second, one, I was like, this one doesn't look as good. And I went to theater hoping not to be disappointed. And I still was. What do you guys think? For me, this is kind of like a two sided answer, I guess. I feel like most of our answers are. 
Not not, <laughs> not including Infinity War because okay. it gets pretty memorable because the MCU. Yeah, but I mean, and it's what's also the most? Event. What do you think the most memorable movie of this year is? We already fucking talked about that. Sorry to bother you. I'm never going to forget see, that movie. In no, my yo, whole listen, life. No, see, no, as, far I agree. As, as far as like the uh, mass media is concerned. Well, no, listen, okay. I think Sorry to bother you. Yes, but I think Isle of Dogs is so memorable. It was such a fun movie. I think mm. I'm never going to forget Isle of Dogs. I really enjoyed Isle a lot. Uh, I was actually going to say Incredibles too. Uh, because everybody saw that movie because it was for every it's for everyone everyone's ages like it's for us because we grew up with the Credibles and then it was kids because you know it's also a kids movie and it was a sequel that's you know ten years in the making uh, so I think that might have been the, uh, whatever you call it memorable memorable another yeah. sequel that was ten years in the making Super Troopers two not as good as the first <laughs> I mean that's the, are you surprised though and the first one the best joke happens in the first five minutes of the movie they pull the guy over twice yeah yeah <laughs> um, um, anything else you guys want to add like non-spoiler stuff uh, the bottom of my list is Hotel Artemis just oh, because I liked Hotel Artemis I wanted to see I saw the trailer and I expected it to be this like cool John Wick exact universe where, like okay. I thought it was, was going to be more about like the hotels and it was just like a really like boring disconnected jumbled mess of a story that I didn't really I think it would like. have worked more as a TV show mm. Then uh, I think you might have actually said that to me, Stu, when I'm walking out. Yeah, I did. I yeah, did. yeah, yeah. Just because it had it had like an ensemble cast, and they've all had past history with, with each other, but yeah, none of know about. But it. none of the audience knew the history. <laughs> we we're just kind of like, okay, I was going to take it uh, at base value. They have history. Don't know what it is, but they have it. Yeah. and that was kind of it. All right, so I mean, I think we kind of hit. If there's anything else, you guys, uh, if you, sorry, if there, if there any movies you haven't seen as the audience, pause it now and come back in a couple hours. <laughs> we're going to try to talk about. Maybe not all thirty movies we've seen, but we're gonna I mean, try we're, to get we're gonna skim over all of them. We're not gonna get deep into spoilers, uh, but I mean, nothing's really off the table from here on out for as far as twenty eighteen is concerned. So, so. Thanos died. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. We all know Thanos is uh, not real because it was a dream. Oh shit! <laughs> Inception oh. two, Infinity. You know what? What we can do is we can link our letterbox lists on Twitter. At under what is it film underscore dot underscore com yeah oh hey we have a Twitter yeah we do follow us <laughs> on that thing. so we so if you guys want to look at our list for 2018 we can link them but we update it when we see movies so the yes. be changing true from this point forward spoilers alert <laughs> um, yeah I don't know you want to I mean I was gonna you go like, worst to best or best to worst I was just gonna go in any possible order I'm probably, I'm probably gonna be going down my list which is currently ranked and my enjoyment. Um, I mean, I don't think we're really going to talk a lot about Avengers Affinity Wars since we have an entire, we have an entire episode two hour it. podcast. I'll on say it. this: we though, can skim over I'll that say this one to skim, just, just to skim over it. Yeah, I saw it. I think I mentioned this on like it might have been the best of century podcast or something. Okay, I saw it for a third time and it's still one of the best movies I've ever I seen. I saw it. Uh, I love it. I it's saw it on. Uh, I watched it. I streamed it uh, the other night actually to show my mom and uh, my brother. Go. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. I mean, the pacing still holds up. A two and a half hour movie flies by. I'll say this: flies that by. a lot of the, if I get and I, I speak in superlatives all the fucking time. Superlatives. Like when I say this is. The greatest character of this year, Infinity War, is is in his own league. So when I tell you that Philip Phil, Phil Phillips from Happy Time Murders is the best character of 2018, <laughs> it doesn't count Thor and Thanos and all that. They're in their own realm. But uh, uh, Phil Phillips, it's so come on, dude. He uh, was so good. He was so like the movie itself, very mediocre. He was. I was talking Phil with Greg on the ride home. He's so funny. Uh, he's that guy from American Idol, right? Philip Phillips, who sings that song Home. Yeah, I guess you're. Right. <laughs> That pulled me out of the movie immediately. So, who wants to go first with their first? I guess we'll go, we'll go best. Go down your list about. Um, go down. Go down. Really, whatever you want. Uh, everything on the top of my list we've actually already talked about. Okay. Because my top five is Hereditary, Quiet Place, Infinity War, Black Panther, Annihilation, Annihilation, and then I have Incredibles two, 
and sorry to bother you. All I think all of which we've talked so about. We want to start. Well, we really I think talked all about Incredibles those, that much. All of those except Incredibles have their own podcast slash universe podcast. So mm-hmm. want to do Incredibles two to start off with? Uh, yeah, we could do that. So it came out June fifteenth. Obviously, the sequel to the Incredibles one, which was what year was that? Oh five, something like that. Yeah. Um, the entire cast came back. Brad Bird directed. And it was a fun time. I really enjoyed it. It was a cute kids movie. I'll say that. Yeah. I enjoyed how they introduced other superheroes in, like Hawk, how there Hawk are Man or Screech, yeah. whatever his name was. Because like, that whole gang, that was cool. Because like in the first one, we did see we did see like a bunch of other superheroes, but they were deceased. So you're like, oh, well, how many superheroes are there like left? But you know, all of them are in hiding because of the law and the restriction on superhero activity. Uh, but no, this was a very fun sequel, uh, and it also didn't feel like a tacked on sequel, which a lot of these it did, like, which is good. Like for example, Finding Dory, that felt tacked on to me. As yeah, far as, like, I, I think that Finding Dory felt like they want like if let's say when they first created Finding Nemo, they wanted to have a sequel for it. Yeah, they had an idea for it, but then when Dory became so popular, they rewrote everything to make it about Dory. And I mean, and Finding Dory was basically just Finding Nemo again, but with a different fish. Well, and it was a little that bit was degenerate. Yeah. At one point, they start driving a truck. It was a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, glad it really I lost did not me. see that movie. It really lost me at the end but Incredibles however was incredible do you guys think it's better than the first one I don't Um, I'd have to see it again yeah I need to see it again but also I need about 10 years because I've been watching The Incredibles and The Incredibles is also one of my top movies ever I love love that movie I I would say it's equal I think definitely I think they're both the same as good as each other as far as the caliber goes I think they're at the very least equal but I don't think I could say it's better than the first one I don't know but I also haven't seen the first one in a while yeah but like we also have have so much history with the first one because I've been watching it for 10 years although over 10 years one thing I think knocks the second one is the twist of it being the sister was the evil I saw that coming from yeah in that, it's and a that, kids movie and that's what it comes down like it's a kids movie I know but. but like I didn't see the end of Toy Story 3 coming from a mile away like that wasn't a twist ending that was just an ending <laughs> no like when the when the the, the, the I guess the, so. green, the green alien saved him with the claw I was like shit they're all gonna fucking die right now and I was getting all teary eyed and then they saved him and I jumped out of my seat and embarrassed myself for the whole theater it's a great time <laughs> it was a great time I haven't, I haven't been back to the theater since um, <laughs> I worked there for four years <laughs> Oof. Not after Toy Story, though. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, uh, yeah, so I, th- I, like I, said, I think Incredibles was good. Um, I don't know if it's going to be in contention for like my top three for this year, but I think it was still a, like it's still just a solid movie. I think 2018's been a solid year. This is an example of a yeah. solid movie, and yeah. I think this is on the top end too. Incredible, I really enjoyed that movie. I think it's top end for me, but not like top three or top five. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely in the upper echelon, though. Mm-hmm. I think mine's yeah, mine's at number three right now. Okay. So for Incredibles, but I have, I have a strong bias towards the Incredibles. So oh, that's fair. That's, that's yeah. Um, as far as movies towards the other top end of my list, yeah, we mentioned Annihilation, which we did a whole podcast on it. It's still one of the coolest movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's I've watched a cool movie. I, I watched it a second time. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I told oh, I you know that. that. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was really, it held up again like the second time. Okay. I liked it better in theaters. Um, also, that's the ju- fair. Also, the jump scares in the, uh, work a lot more in theaters. Of course, that, I mean, the, I kind of expected that, but like they didn't jump at all. Okay, when I which it is on TV. why I think. That it's so unfortunate that for European it was releases, on Netflix. It was yeah. a Netflix exactly. Movie. Yeah, because I I I of the reason why I got movie passes because I'm of the mind that every movie should be seen in theaters. Okay, which is why me more so than you guys. Whenever a movie gets its anniversary release, I try to see it if I like that movie because mm-hmm. I always want to get that experience of seeing it on the big screen. But Annihilation is definitely like a testament of as to why you should see something in a movie theater as opposed to just on your TV screen or even now in the like digital age like phone screens yeah, watch movies a lot yeah. I can't I would have hated Annihilation if it was just on this uh, tiny five inch screen. screen yeah two things one I actually saw the last Harry Potter in re-release in IMAX uh, and it was awesome seeing mm-hmm. that again but uh, I've, did you see the meme of them advertising for Dunkirk on a phone 
uh, when it came That's out, funny. and and the caption was, "Don't tell Christopher Nolan about this," because like because <laughs> like he only shoots on IMAX and stuff, and you're watching on a four inch phone screen. Um, one thing I think that Annihilation is very comparable to A Quiet Place. Because they're both very different movies, and they're very much like kind of the thriller type things. And a lot, and with all these movies, I noticed is a lot of it's a lot of show don't tell, which yeah, I pre- which I appreciate a lot when I'm watching. I don't want you to tell me what's going on. Show me. You're, I'm watching the movie for a reason. And you know? I think that I think in the end, I'm going to like Annihilation more when the year's over. I still I do. It's actually a number five on my list. I think so. that they're very the, the two of them are very comparable, and the fact that they came out like what a month apart. Yeah, Annihilation was March 12th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quiet Place was April 6th or something. Yeah. The fact they came out a month apart, they're both very going to be they're going to kind of be intertwined in my mind. I, and they're both very good movies, mm-hmm. both near the top of my list. I think Annihilation was a little bit better. Okay. But uh, a Quiet Place, I mean. Like the parts of that movie is just brutal. I love like, that movie. Like the scene where Emily Blunt steps on the on the nail. Ooh, oh, it was so oh, bad. You it felt it. You felt terrible. it. You and felt it. I actually so I haven't been this close to crying in a movie <laughs> in my life. Like I think genuinely the last time I was crying in a movie, Toy Story three is up there. For some reason, I saw Click, and when he was in the rain dying, I almost cried. And then when, <laughs> when they put the when they put the baby in the box, yeah, so it wouldn't cry and attract the. Demon things. The monsters, I like yeah. teared up. I was like, "That's the saddest thing ever." Uh, I thought they were killing it. That's even worse. I, I was just <laughs> no. upset. So um, that like, it's a great. I think they're two very comparable movies. Uh, like even like in Annihilation, like the thing where where what's your face goes crazy. I think it's Gina Rodriguez goes crazy. Yeah, and like that was a very emotional. Like the bear. Uh, the bear was terrifying, but that was like a different type of scary. <laughs> Um, uh, what I love about the Quiet Place is the opening sequence because uh, it really sets the tone for the movie. It, oh my it, god! It shows so you. Brutal. It shows you how literally how like loud a pill bottle can be, and then it and then it kills off the, their like four year old son. What's funny about which, that? Which is, basically because usually kids are safe in most movies, yeah. and this is a PG thirteen rated movie, so you went in saying, "Oh, all the kids are going to survive, and one of the adults is probably going to die." But it kills off the four year old in the opening scene of the movie, letting you know nobody is safe. What's in this funny movie. about that that opening scene is I spent half the opening scene mm-hmm. trying to remember the trailer and be like was there a third kid yeah was there yeah, a third kid that's what where'd I he come from exactly that's what I was thinking too I was like I don't remember, I don't remember this kid only only with this scene with the spaceship and everything yeah and then I was like oh no this kid's gonna die <laughs> like, no, he, he, and he, then he got mauled I don't know has that been like a theme this year though because you guys care if I spoil Hereditary I mean, Stu if you know a lot of someone talks somebody told Claps yeah. told me about it so uh, right, right. but like Hereditary if you see the trailers it yeah. makes it seem like the little girl is going to be possessed yeah and she dies 30 minutes in she gets Amazing. decapitated by a telephone pole that's Amazing. Who is this final destination? What? No, all right. So, like, long story short, they're at a party. She's allergic to peanuts. She eats peanuts. Um, like someone was cutting something, and then she ate off that. Oh, okay, yeah. That bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she like sticks her head out the window to like breathe because she's asphyxiating, okay. and they hit a telephone pole. Oh, she god. gets decapitated. Oh my god! Oh my god! And the rest of the movie is about the kid. It's uh, Nat, Ari, Nat Wolf. Nat, yeah, Nat Wolf. Yeah. So you know the scene where he? I've actually seen this movie, but you know the scene where he uh, slams his head on the desk? Mm-hmm. That was real. Oh, like he bled, like he slammed his head really hard on the desk and actually started bleeding from it. And they kept it in the movie. Good for him. Yeah, right. And that movie, I think that movie and um, oh, fuck, what was the other? Sorry to bother you. Yeah, are the two greatest bait and switch uh, advertising campaigns because, mm-hmm. like I said, Hereditary was all about um, the girl made the trailer seem like, and then like a fucking yeah. cult shows up at the end. The kid turns into a demon and they take over the world. There are naked witches everywhere. <laughs> uh, some girl cuts her head off with like a wire in the attic, and that's you're sitting there Oof. watching the whole thing as oh, she's that's floating. So cool. possessed by a demon. That's Oof. so cool. And then, sorry to bother you, just had Horsecock show up literally randomly at, towards the third act of the movie. Just beginning of the third act was a giant horse penis in your face. Bojack Horseman made a cameo. Yeah, it was and great. That's not a joke, it's true. <laughs> uh, and I think, sorry to bother you, 
like I mentioned in the open, besides Isle of Dogs, which I just adore that movie. So I'm cute. never gonna forget. I'm Sorry gonna, I'm gonna watch. I really want to watch Isle of Dogs again. Actually, I do too. But and, and oh, I, lo- I, lo- I love the stop motion. It's great. It's it, well, their stop motion is starting to bother you. And in the, in the the one, what Army Shut Hammer up. say? We put a lot, a lot of production <laughs> value to this movie. It's, yeah, yeah. it's awful. Uh, Isle, um, Isle of Dogs is great though, as far as like their filmmaking is concerned. Wes Anderson always does well. I thought um, that the, the real the real comp the real uh, thing I want to know is what, what do you think is going to win Best Animated Picture? Is it going to be Isle of Dogs or is it going to be Incredibles Two? Because you know those are the, it's going to be the, Incredibles the, Two. The but it should be Isle of Dogs. It really should be. But it's going to be Incredibles Two. Disney Pixar always wins. And yep. Fuck it. Disney always wins. And I'm forever going to be bitter that Frozen won over the wind rises in like 2014, 2015. I'm still angry about that. Uh, What was cool about Isle of Dogs was like, and I I guess with every movie, it's about your expectations. Yeah. My expectations were very nothing for Isle of Dogs. It was a movie I wanted to see that looked interesting. And 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 you don't have any, uh, you don't have any Wes Anderson experience, right? I don't know. So yeah, And the cast was massive. um, I think it's like the sleeper of 2018. Like it's, it was just, just a fun movie. The humor was absurd. And it was, it was great. so dry. Hey, I heard a rumor. Um, <laughs> where do you hear these rumors? I listen. I listen. I'm a good listener, you know? Um, but I think like, like that's the thing with 2018 is that like Annihilation is a good movie. Uh, Isle of Dogs, good movie. Sorry about these. They're good movies. Yeah. They're not necessarily phenomenal movies, but I'm never going to forget them. Like, cause they're just so fun or so crazy or so whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. um, I think like Isle of Dogs is like I, I think it could end up being one of my favorites of the year. Mm-hmm. Just the way it keeps rising up my list because I just I have such fond memories of it. Good, that's good. Maybe you can watch more uh, Wes Anderson. I need. Well, I, I should watch been, uh, Grand Budapest. I want. I've been wanting to watch Grand Budapest. For that's the great. Time. That, I watched that, that, that great. Christmas commercial he directed. I actually did watch that. No, I did watch that with with, uh, with, uh, with Adrian, Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah I did watch incredible. That. That's <laughs> fucking the best thing that came out the year came out. It's a fucking three minute commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than half the movies I saw. Uh, um, further down my list, I know neither of you have, have seen it, so I'll go over uh, re- very briefly. Is uh, Mission Impossible Fallout? I want to see that. <laughs> I want to see that for Henry Cavill reloading that's his the, fist. That's the yeah. best. That's the best three seconds in the history of action. <laughs> that's a really cool fight scene too. It takes place in the bathroom, and it's it's great. Now, is um, it better in the movie or better when you have Imagination Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good when it's it's really good when it's synced up to friction. By the by the way, that's a joke. I know it's not the Imagination Dragons. It's a joke. I don't believe you. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, this is like a high octane, pure action movie. While we normally normally our action movies are now just superhero movies, this is a soul action movie. Uh, really tense. Um, it's better than the last one because I've only seen that Mission Impossible movie, the most yeah. recent one that came out two three years ago, and I fell asleep at the beginning. Rogue Nation. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that was the last one. Uh, it actually connects a lot to Rogue Nation. Uh, I like this. I think I might like this one better. However, Rogue Nation did have that underwater scene where uh, Tom Cruise held his breath for like six minutes. Oh yeah, because Tom Cruise does all his own stunts because he's nuts. Him. Yeah, well, he broke his ankle in this one, and you see him break his ankle, uh, which is crazy. Can I ask you a question though? No. Oh come on. <laughs> all right, funny, but you you only get one. Was the mission actually impossible? Uh. Spoiler alert! I actually thought they were all dying except for Tom Cruise at the end because like a nuke goes off yeah, and, and so, the screen goes white. Wait, and they so don't. answer my question: Was the mission impossible? Uh, they failed. The it's happened. There's been the six nuke, movies. The nuke didn't go off. There's uh, been six <laughs> movies and they're all Mission Impossible, but he does it every time. So why is it Mission Impossible? But there are a lot of impossible missions out there. Because uh, it's impo- but he does it, every single one. It's though. impossible for you to do. 
Says who? Whoa. Go I'm fucking saying, do it. I'm you, the same height as Tom Hanks. Do you, know how, Tom do you know how much Tom Cruise runs in those movies? You know how much he, 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 he talls in those movies? <laughs> I don't speak uh, English good. But, like, a lot of, like, what's great about the Mission Impossible movies is that you can just watch, like, one of them, and you don't... There aren't really a lot of connections. This one connects a little bit to Rogue Nation, but uh, you can still watch them perfectly fine. Like, I haven't actually seen the first three Mission Impossible movies. I've only seen four, five, and six. Okay. And four was almost well, like was a soft... Like soft reboot. Four yeah. was like a soft reboot. Uh, and four, four is amazing. I think four is my favorite out of them so far, but... Uh, definitely, I would go see it just for the, Henry Cavill reloading. The, well, his the arms. cast is cool. I mean, I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan, but I mean, um, I'm not either. But like, you can't deny he always gives it his all and all. Oh, he does. Yes, he so does. like, I'm I'm super okay with his performance. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like every I think every single movie I've never been like, oh wow, Tom Cruise has been the worst part of that movie. He's always he's always good. You know, but I, the only my biggest problem with Tom Cruise is that like it's always just Tom Cruise. Like I never yeah. believe. I think it's just Tom Cruise doing things on screen. I okay. never believe he's acting. But at you the same watch, time, you, you should watch Jerry Maguire then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Show me the money, Jerry. Jerry uh, awesome. But yeah. at the same time, I respect him so much because it's like him and Keanu Reeves who like actually do all exactly. Yeah, stuff. and, and they, it shows they train. It does. It really gives that extra oomph. Uh, which so good for Tom Cruise for doing that, but bad for Tom Cruise for being a Scientologist and like stalking his wife. Uh, I guess that's probably who. Bad. Kate, Katie Holmes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, probably bad. I watched his interview with him. I, I sent it to you uh, with him and doing like the Mad Libs theater on uh, Jimmy Fallon. I think it was. Awful. He's so out of touch with like society. Like it's it's insane. Like he was doing Mad Libs and it took him like f- at least ten seconds each time to think of an adjective. The best is one of the one of the props is. Something you would say to like uh, something oh something you would say to get to shoe a bug yeah and he goes come here darling like what the fuck I don't, like, I don't what know. are you he's doing so out of, he's so out of touch with he doesn't society. handle well under pressure which is anything that's not on a script for him that's like, true but he does handle well under pressure when he's holding his breath for six minutes what oh was it the mummy he wanted to rewrite the whole script and that's why the movie kind of tanked I think it was so the mummy. I don't know I know his production company. I think he. I guess he has one. Uh, took over that that yeah. movie like halfway through production. I don't know. That that that's what you get when you try to start a cinematic universe off the bat without actually just doing a I was simple just, movie. I was just in Universal Studios Florida and yeah. I got to ride the Mummy ride. Where the original, ben, where Brendan Fraser shows up at the end. It's the best thing in the world. Yo, movie. that first mo- yo, that Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser is so so Brendan good. Brendan Fraser's a great actor. He's so, coming back. He's he playing is. some robot. Yeah, he, I saw that. Like, yeah, he is. He's uh, and he's got that show based off of uh, based off all the money in the world. Which is uh, the book, movie? Which is the movie? Yeah, yeah. What's off? Uh, John Paul Getty. What's what's his name? Jo- yeah, jo- John Paul Getty. I think it is. Yeah, is right? it, isn't it a British TV show? Or no, I no it's on. It's on FX. Oh, that was making. Yeah, up. it's on FX, and he plays uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, yeah. but more accurate because he's like he's southern. He has a cowboy hat and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a limited series, I think. Uh, I wouldn't mind checking it out. I mean, it's, it has Brendan Fraser, so I'll, I'll always give it a shot. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I love Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I haven't seen any Brendan uh, Fraser. Um, I've seen Brendan Fraser. Um. Anyway, uh, so anyway, uh, another movie near the top of my list was the movie Tag, and I'm gonna kind of kind of like I bundled Annihilation and Quiet Place. I'm gonna bundle Tag with Game Night. Ooh, which one? Which, before you start, which one do you think is better? I think Tag. Okay. Although since Tag, I've kind of forgotten about it. Like I, I remember it being I remember, phenomenal. I, I, remember laughing, a, I remember laughing a lot, laughing my ass off. I don't remember what I was laughing at. Uh, I mean, it was Hannibal Burris being fucking hilarious. He's got to he, he got to have written his own dialogue for that, right? He was it, great. it was just so Hannibal Burris where it had to have been. As of right now, and Tag came out June fifteenth. As of right now, yeah. Tag is my second movie of the year behind Infinity War. I don't think it's gonna stay like that the rest of the year. To be honest with Tag's you, Tag's right smack in the middle of my list. But like 
John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, Jake Johnson were all fun. Like they were so funny. Like it was, yeah. it was just a fun. Enjoy- I know, Greg, you didn't like it as much. I didn't really like it. It's actually towards the bottom of my list, but I think that just shows like how okay of a year it's been. Okay, that that's like the third from the end. I have uh, from the bottom up. I have Hotel Artemis, Blockers, and Tag. Why did you see Blockers? Uh, because I had Movie Pass and I could. There that's great. Uh, I still wouldn't waste my time with Blockers. Um. Yeah, I mean, I love John Cena, but like... I need something to do, and he wasn't the best part of that movie. I don't remember anything about that movie, so John <laughs> Cena wasn't good. Oh, uh, going back to Tag, though, Tag's actually gone down on my list since I've seen it, just because I've seen a bunch of the movies that I enjoyed more. Okay. Um, and there was, like, a lot of physical comedy in Tag, which not all of it hit, and I'm also not a huge physical comedy fan. That's fair. So, it's gone down. I think of, like, Game Game Night more. I thought Game Night was Game- a more... I thought it was a more clever movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. The thing with Game Night was that I thought there was a lot of things that, like, I didn't... Like, the whole scene where he's bleeding and the dog is covered in blood, I was like, that's kind of dumb, but, like, Jesse Plemons was so freaking was funny. So creepy. And Kyle Chandler was phenomenal yeah. in Game Night. He was awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, what, Discount Zac Efron. I don't know the actor's I don't name. know what his he name is. He was awesome, though. He was great. Uh, every, every word he said, every facial expression, I was on the floor. You so funny. That scene, it was drawn out, and I loved it when he's pushing the dollar bills across the table. <laughs> I was crying out for the entire two and a half minutes he was pushing dollar bills across the table. Oh, and they're like, that's, that's $7. Jesse Clemens played a great creepy dude. He yeah. re- he's also discount Matt Damon. He is. I called him that years ago when I saw him Breaking yeah. Bad. For the, cause I was, was, like, that was, that was like his debut. It was a very... And, and now, this is going to be a weird thing because I love Bateman and, and Rachel McAdams. I thought they were the worst part of that movie. Uh, no, I, lo- I, I like them. I, I can um, get where you're coming from because I like the other characters more. But so I don't much. think that means they were bad. They had no, chemistry. I, I don't think they were bad. I think they were the mo- like the like I I found myself being like, all right, let's move it along, get back to the other characters. Like Yo, that they scene. weren't necessarily bad, but they weren't <laughs> as did. funny as everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that scene where he got shot and she's trying to take the bullet out. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I got you a nice pino. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's biting on the squeak toy. You see in the trailer, and it's still so funny in the movie. And it's oh revealed that the, the bullet just passed through anyways. And they cut, <laughs> it, they cut open his arm for no reason <laughs> trying to get it out. Uh, and uh, I will say, Game Night was like a very clever movie. It was. I mean, Greg, so was tagged. I'm not saying tagged uh, wasn't clever. And the surprise Dexter uh, reveal, Michael C. Hall being, yeah, the, being cool. the villain at the end. That was, really that was great. Cool. I'm happy that he's doing things. I love him. Um, he was on Broadway for a while. Oh, good. For he did uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. He took over for uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yeah. so good for fucking him. Yeah, uh, imagine yeah. trying to take over for Neil Patrick Harris for yeah, For a yeah. burlesque show like that. Yeah, or burlesque um, uh, play, rather. But and then kind of going on the comedy thing. Yeah. So as I said, tag and uh, game night, and then which we just all saw, um, happy time murders. <laughs> uh, ah, I, I laughed. I liked it, but it's towards the bottom of my list. Mm-hmm. I think it was really. It felt long to me. It did. Yes, I it checked did. my phone at one yeah. point during the movie to see how much time I had left. Uh, it could have definitely been sped up. Well, uh, Stu and I were talking before uh, you got here, and yeah. I was talking the no oh, were you, part. Were, where, you, were you buying stock again? Yeah. Without me? Uh, before, <laughs> well, like, when Melissa McCarthy, just like after Phil Phillips got arrested, and yeah. Melissa McCarthy leading the show, I thought that was the worst part of the movie. Yeah, it's like they just, it's like they were like, we can't, we're so burnt out from using Muppets mm-hmm. and having to do all that green screen work. Let's Dude, just do it. Was, but he was so good. They said Will Brett is the Guy yeah, Will Beretta. He's done a lot of the Muppet stuff. Oh, he was Swedish Chef, yeah, right? Swedish Chef. Dude, oh, amazing. Amazing. Phil, Phil, like the character Phil Phillips was so freaking funny. The entire, like everything he did was like it was just great. Like the things he was doing, like the the best. I think the thing besides uh, what does FBI stand for? <laughs> fucking big idiot. <laughs> that was awesome. But besides fucking big idiot, the thing I laughed at the most was when 
when uh, when Melissa McCarthy and Phil Phillips are being interviewed by Stanley from the office that mm-hmm. plays the lieutenant. Yeah. And she goes, I'm sorry I was insensitive when I saw your dead brother. I didn't notice him. He looked less, uh, I don't know, is <laughs> yes, it blue? Looked- blue? Is it PC to say less blue? And he goes, she goes, what? And, every, and like Stanley and Phil Phillips give her a dirty look. She goes, what? I can't say blue? And he just mutters, fucking racist. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Like, oh my God. It was like, uh, like and shit like that. Like the stupid Muppet puns or I guess puppet puns were yeah. so funny. And it was like, it was such a like. The highs of this movie didn't like weigh out the out, outweigh the lows, okay. but the highs were still really good. I thought. Um, I don't know. I liked all the. I like. I. I think that. I wish they had more of the puppet stuff because at times, uh, besides the Adam's rib thing, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Was I don't funny. know why, that but I laughed a lot when I saw that. <laughs> and it was just me and like four other people. I saw it at like. Uh, I saw it at like three p.m. So it was okay. me, four people in front of me, and I just started dying laughing. They looked at me like I was crazy. I don't think <laughs> they caught that. You said Adam's rib. Adam's rib. For, if you didn't catch it, that was the place where. So they called them the, the two two members of the Habit Time gang, the kissing cousins. Their cousins. They had incest babies. Babies and they had a restaurant called Adam's <laughs> Rib. Yo, you were late. You told me you left oh, your yeah. ass off. And that too, when they're just fucking screaming in the <laughs> mirror. <laughs> the one-eyed Muppet screaming at the him. Is, the best is Melissa McCarthy goes, we're going to have to call Child Protective Services. It's like children on the corn in there. And he goes, you want chili with corn? <laughs> and he goes, what is the line? <laughs> He's, I don't know, but the Melissa McCarthy goes, I can't read your lips. It just looks like flapping to me. <laughs> you're, you're a Muppet. You don't have any lips. Like, those oh, Muppet jokes were great. Or exactly. like at the very beginning when the porn shop gets shot up and they're like taking the Muppet bodies out of there <laughs> and the rookie cop like sees the body bag and almost throws it up. Just, because it, it's like it's just, it's just, it's just flushed cotton balls oh, on the floor. I wish there was more of that. And I mentioned this to Stoof before. I, I'd honestly rather see a making of, like a documentary of the making of that movie yeah. than Happy Times. Yeah, like it looked like a blast. And like it was and like obviously we, you can tell we had a lot of fun watching it, but like as the plot was concerned, we were like, eh. And like I'm not in a hurry to watch it and again. I'm in a hurry to like I'll watch key scenes again, but like there's a lot of part where I'll, I'll just I'll just fast forward. A lot of the probably. appeal a lot of the appeal also was it's that crude Jim Henson's company had a part in this. Like Brian Henson is his, his son. son. He directed he's the one who directed it, which is really cool. Which then Greg mentions to me, Josh. Okay. I'm surprised there wasn't a Muppet cameo or something referencing the Muppets. I don't all. think they could have. I think for legal reasons they weren't allowed to but just because like just, No, no, I think just, just because of the rating and stuff like that. I know Jim Hen- I know that Disney owns the Muppets now, but you does Jim Jim Henson's company not have any stake in them at all then? I they could have just used the one from the Jason Siegel Muppet movies. I would have loved to just see him. He would have fit in. And yeah. He's not like, it's not like yeah. they'd be having Kermit the Frog doing blow out of a stripper's asshole or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not, I did enjoy the part where Melissa McCarthy gets, like, I actually, I enjoyed Melissa McCarthy's character when she was being a serious when cop. When she was being like, a, like an actor? Yeah, but like <laughs> when she was just like doing the sugar through the Twizzler. She and was like, being Melissa McCarthy? I was very like, this is, and like she had gotten to the bar fight. It wasn't very funny. I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it, but I did enjoy the Roger Rabbit vibes. Like obviously the juxtaposition of characters, of humans and animated yeah. characters was one. But the fact that it was a true, like, it was a true detective story, which I didn't expect. I thought it was going to well, be just it, straight it, up jokes. It, it, it opened up with a noir opening yeah. of, of Phil Phillips doing a voiceover. And narrating and as he drives through this weird, almost dystopian society. I didn't mm-hmm. expect that. And then they had, like, the, the, the Zootopia race relations vibe going. Okay, where, like, the I guys wanna, are searched. I want to touch about the race, race relations real quick. Go. So in the plot of the movie Bright, which was the Netflix movie. This, yeah. I said this to you in, in the middle of the theater. So the, 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 uh, the start of that movie is the fact that the orc... First orc cop ever didn't shoot another a fellow orc. 
which is literally this movie's start of plot as yeah. well. But also, the Muppet didn't shoot another Muppet because he killed that puppet. So yeah, talk, but they, they like, forgot but about. But they that. didn't mention it until like halfway through the movie. They actually end up killing someone else. He didn't kill a, a puppet, but he killed. Like he, he missed, but he killed he a different kill, puppet. Yeah, like that, so that was that was weak off I the bat. I think that like there were different versions of the script going around, and they just like combined them all. Well, a lot of stuff like didn't really call back, which happens a lot in comedies. It was just kind of there. Yeah, like the drug addiction, like was just there, and like a lot of shit just like happened and then never or, or also back. the fact that most probably did actually have a uh, puppet liver which they which, was, which makes which, no sense which they threw which was almost like a throwaway joke in the beginning and then it turned out to be true well you said greg you said to be in the car today how does she have a puppet liver if they're just, just full of stuffing just no it, there's no logic in this movie i think i said this to you greg earlier i think that also really unsettling to see muppets walk <laughs> yes. no it was so fun <laughs> when seeing him run it was great it was like it reminded me of uh, of baby legs rick and morty when he runs he can't run but i don't understand like there, they could have written this, had this idea at least about having the pup, the puppets being in this society with other people, with humans. Yeah. And then maybe the studio was like, yeah, have a big name actor write in an actor or an actress, and then Melissa McCarthy got the part and they kind of wrote her in. Mm. But I thought it was a decent movie. I just think that it got slow at times and mm. it was kind of disappointing. And also, and uh, why were why was every member of the Happy Time Gang a washed up mess? Like, why was, like, all seven of them... The one who was the best off was his brother, but... And he was obsessed with himself, The rest yeah. of them were drug addicts or, like... I don't know. And cousins. Like, it was, like... It, like That was, like, the BoJack Horseman thing, like you said, Greg. Like, it was, like, it was like why did everybody have to be a mess? Like, like usually, like, usually, usually, like, one of them would at least still be, like, an actor or something, yeah. but... But I feel like it would have been hard, like... I don't know. Like, maybe we weren't supposed to, like, connect with them. Maybe, like, again, like, my theory that it was two different scripts. Maybe the original script was supposed to be more of, like, a commentary about stuff, like Zootopia was. Yeah. And then when they pitched, like, their pitch meeting was probably, let's make a puppet movie, but dark. They probably said, let's make it funny so people want to see. And I feel like maybe there was going to be, like, some character arcs in there that we didn't get or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, we also never met the Kissing Cousins, and they were the ones who I was most excited to meet. And then they were dead. Yeah. And then they were just decapitated and all stuffed up in a bed with their yeah. screaming children in them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other comedies uh, was really Deadpool 2, which we kind of touched on a little bit. Yeah. What was I mean, that you guys have seen? I saw another comedy, like Death of Stalin, which was good. Um, yeah, I mean, Deadpool 2 was disappointing. The jokes the jokes were fine, but like, the plot was definitely the best lackluster. Part of the, the, the best part of Deadpool 2 was the X-Force. And yeah, they all died immediately. I, that was well. That, P- Peter, which was uh, Rob Delaney, was great. Uh, I loved Terry Crews. Bill Skarsgård was good. But then Brad Pitt as uh, as what was he, the Vanisher? He that was in so for funny. A second, yeah. That was awesome. Um, I like Domino. The kid was so freaking annoying. The, the kid. Whatever. The kid actually hasn't seen the movie because he's not old enough. Are you that, serious? That, that's funny. Yeah, that's good, really good because you can't see how, how annoying he was. I love so annoying. I love shit like that. Like apparently, um, the kid from The Shining didn't know he was filming a horror movie. Yeah, when, I mean, I, mean, I also so don't know how they convinced him of that. Like that he's he wasn't a stupid kid. That's why. But uh, that was just a weird tangent that popped in my head. Yeah. So um, do, do you not count Ant, Ant- Man and the Wasp as a comedy? Because I'm not. I'm not really oh, sure I where it where. I kind of forgot that, that. I honestly forgot it came out. Yeah, really it's a pretty, it was pretty so, forgettable movie. Like, and that's the thing. Like it was. I left the theater going. That was a really good movie, but it's forgettable. Like the villain was forgettable. The entire plot of the movie. The only part of Ant Man and the Wasp that um, is memorable is the post credit scene where Which, it's and, and stuck and in the quantum. That, and that's literally that post credit scene is the point of this movie. Yeah, exactly. So. It See, 
I feel the opposite. I enjoyed uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp more than the first one. I also thought Ghost was great. Like, I loved the Ghost. Like, her I powers. Thought, oh, no, she, she was, no, 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 don't get me wrong. Cool. She was really cool, but I'm not going to remember her. I'm going to remember her for a while, if I'm being completely honest. Honestly, I hate the Ant-Man. For, I know you do. For me, the most memorable part of this movie was Bill Foster. That was really it. I thought he was cool. I love Goliath. I love Giant Man. But, like, besides that, it was very much just, like... It was a movie that happened, and that's kind of it. Like, I'm not going to... Like, and Deadpool, to an extent, is going to be more memorable, because I love Deadpool, and I thought Brolin was awesome as Cable, and I love how Juggernaut was the hidden villain. And Deadpool's not going to get buried by a bunch of MCU movies. Very true. Uh, I love Juggernaut. He was great as a hidden villain, which I thought that was a cool surprise. And then the post credit scene of Deadpool 2 with uh, where he's going back in time and fixing all these things with Green Lantern and all this stuff was oh, great. Origins. And then even the X-Men cameo was great in Deadpool 2 where they're that the was, hiding. That was actually the funniest part of the Although, movie. Although the screwed up part about it is like I had to kind of realize who those people were because Apocalypse was so terrible and like I didn't see McAvoy initially and I was oh, like okay. who are these people oh that's the new X-Men I don't really care I, I, I thought that was really funny yeah. this, especially because there's like 20 years difference between Deadpool and that X-Men it, universe so, which is so funny <laughs> oh it's so good so and like of course Reynolds is great but like uh, I just I just hope he ends up in the MCU I don't uh, apparently, I don't know how true this is because I did that millennial thing where I saw a headline and took it at face value, but apparently <laughs> the director from the first one is in talks to come back for the third. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Which we, I'd be happy for because I think that he was definitely a big part yeah, as to why. Yeah. I thought I, I did one of the bright spots of Deadpool 2 also. I like Domino. Domino was really cool. Domino was the selling part of that movie for me. I'm going to remember her forever. I want her to be she's, more she, things. She's in Atlanta. She's awesome. She's yeah, great she, in Atlanta. I just mean like Domino as a character too. Like oh, the, char- the character, character was awesome. Great. Yeah, she was good. Also, um, I hope she does more in the Deadpool universe. And then we—I know we've touched on this because we had an entire podcast about it. But going off of uh, comic book movies, Black Panther was great. Mm-hmm. I, I know Josh, you enjoyed as much as Greg and I did, but I like Black Panther. I think that Killmonger and Cloud were two of the best villains in the MCU, not including like Thanos and Vulture, but. Uh, we have a whole podcast, and I'm not going to go too crazy unless you guys have any any thoughts. Mm, no. Like it came out in February, mm. it's August. Like how many months removed? But. Yeah, I still think it's real good. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I did see something when the Oscars announced their popular movie category. People were upset because they think that movies like Black Panther are going to get regulated there. So the Academy can go see. We're recognizing yeah, it. We're I not did. really we, care about yeah. that. We were in our group text. We were talking about that for a while. I thought that it's a good idea to have that category, but people can view it as a cop out of like. And, it's, how and we I think it's going to be a cop out unless yeah. the movie's like really, really good. Like for example, like uh, I think I believe Spirited Away was was nominated for both Best Animated mm. and Best Picture. But I mean, a movie of that caliber rarely ever comes along. Yeah. I don't think Black Panther or Avengers: Infinity War is a movie of that caliber no. of Best Picture and Best. Not popular, so um, yeah, I think that I honestly think Black Panther is probably more Oscar worthy. I don't, I can't say any category that I would nominate them for an Oscar <laughs> for, but I think that because you can view Black Panther in a vacuum and get it, that's fair. That's and fair. Infinity yeah. War is like the culmination of a franchise, and, yeah, and you definitely need to see other movies, yeah. So, yes. you, don't need, you I don't think you need to see all. 17 or whatever but you definitely see it's also like a very different beast like honestly like infinity war is a movie but the experience is not like a cinema experience because of the franchise nature of it yeah yeah because of the yeah um another one actually towards the top of my list which surprised me because i didn't see this in theaters i streamed it like a month ago was ready player one what do you i thought you were going to talk about thoroughbreds no i can talk about that later we can talk about that in a few minutes uh yeah no ready player one which is that that that, uh, nostalgia hit movie uh and it worked 
it frankly it worked on me. I was like, this is really cool. I like seeing Iron Giant and Voltron fighting against Mecha Godzilla. It was awesome. All right, that's pretty neat. So, yeah, um, I, I, like, I didn't care about like the human part of it at all. Well, that's <laughs> it, was, I, it, it was so cool just to well, see everything what happen. What percent of the movie was the human part? What percent was the nostalgia? Uh, well, so I think they're in the Oasis, which is their virtual reality yeah. thing. I'm going to say they're in it for about sixty percent of the movie. Oh, that's cool. Okay, that's good then. Yeah, about uh, about forty percent is them outworld. I mean, it switches between a lot. How was the main character? Was he good? The actor, Ty Sheridan. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's good. I've, I've never seen I, him before, so I don't know if he was good or not. You've seen him in um, in X Men. Who is he in X-Men? He's Cyclops. He's the new Cyclops. Is he? Yeah. Wow, Apocalypse sucked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, what else was he in that I've seen? Oh, I, seen, I saw him in a drama called Mud with Matthew McConaughey. That was oh, I know. I know. Did I get a bunch of Oscar noms last year? Or a couple, like, I think it got Oscar buzz. It got it, oh, Oscar I, buzz. Yeah. It, if, it, it was good. It was very self-contained. Not, but, to go, uh, not to go back to... I still want to hear your thoughts on Ready Player One, but not to go back to the X-Men. Yeah. If, uh, is New Mutants the next one, or is it Phoenix? That's I have no idea, because they they're keep, both being... They keep on changing. If, if it sucks, I might be off the X-Men train, because going from how Future Past, one of my favorites of all time, to how shitty Apocalypse was, like, the next one, if it gets even worse, I might like, just never watch it I mean, if you take all all the X-Men movies, including the, like the Wolverine ones, where the only half are good, and the other half are not good like yeah, at all. Yeah, that's fair. Well, sorry, back to uh, back to Ready Player One. Uh, no, it was it was it was a, it's a fun movie. It's fun to see. They they they, they do like a race where. Uh, the main character drives the DeLorean. Uh, you see, like, the 1960s Batmobile there, which plays the music as it goes out. How much like, money this movie costs to get out the licensing oh, for all this shit? Like for licensing, I have Wonder. no idea. Because, like, well, for, so a lot of them, a lot of the changes were uh, the fact that Spielberg was directing, so he put in uh, Rexy from Jurassic Park in there. Okay. So, like, I think he had the rights to a lot of the stuff that he could put it in. I thought that was a lot of changes. I wondered about Ready Player One, and I wondered about uh, Wreck-It Ralph, because there's so much licensing and yeah. other stuff in those movies, and I wondered, like, how much money it would like, cost. But, like, a lot, of, a lot of them are just, like, throwaway, like, references. Like, they're walking through a shop, and there's, like, the over, like an Overwatch shop, which is, like, the video game. Yeah, I um, think if they aren't, um, like, integral to the plot, they can yeah. just be there. Like, like for it's not transfer if it's, like... I don't know copyright law, but as long as it meets certain criteria, you don't need like to pay them or express. Gosh, like for example, they never specifically said Monty Python the Holy Grail, but he does buy a holy hand grenade to use at oh, one that's point, fun. That's which is really cool. That's fun. Um, yeah, so it's like a lot of like fun Easter. Obviously, Easter eggs. This movie's about an Easter egg, um, and there's a bunch in there. It's just a fun romp, honestly. But so thoroughbreds. What do you think about that? Thoroughbreds was an interesting study on. Uh, sociopaths and what it takes to become one and kind of a sociopath figuring out that she actually is one and that she's not like normal people. Uh, I think they had a cool dichotomy too because they were both... Well, I feel like the other one might have been psychopathy and the other had sociopathy. Yeah. Um, That's what I thought when I came out of it. Yeah, I, mean, I the, like their the, dichotomy. The, di- the difference is very minimal, honestly, um, when it comes down to it. A lot of people... I mean, this is, even, even studies that say one is just a more extreme version of the mm-hmm. other. It was cool. It was um, It was actually written as a stage play first. Did you know that? I did know that. Only because I watched that video where uh, it was like Cinefix or Wisecrack yeah, interviewed okay. the director. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to see what else this director does. Uh, I think this was his first feature film, but it was really good, especially the opening mm-hmm. shots of them like being uh, just how they were framed. Like they were sitting and there was like a window between them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It was just very good. And it had such a small cast too, which was yeah, really it was nice. what, like five, six people in that movie total? I think. Wow. Aside from the party scene, five, yeah. six people, yeah. Like, people that had names, I think it was the dad, the mom, the two main girls, and Anton Yeltsin's character. Yeah. I really can't think of anyone else. And we yeah. didn't need anyone else. Exactly, yeah, it was it was great. Um, and it ended really nicely, too. Mm-hmm. How she kind of, she didn't, like, fuck her over, but she didn't care anymore. Yeah, and that, she and, that, and that's kind of the point of, um, uh, what's her name? I don't know, but she's the girl. Of, of Olivia Cook's character was to bring out Anna Taylor-Joy's. Mm-hmm. 
sociopathy. I love Anna Taylor Joy. She's, she's great really, in really good. Split, which you still have to watch. <laughs> yeah. Before Glass, you son of a bitch. I really need to watch Split. I saw the trailer for that. It looked really good. I kind of want to watch Split now, but I've never seen Unbreakable. So you I don't know. need to watch Unbreakable okay. to understand Split, but you do need to watch both. Is that twenty nineteen? Is that twenty nineteen? Yes. yes. Okay. Unbreakable is cool. Unbreakable is slow, but it's worth the payoff. I think oh, it's cool. the second best movie. M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. This right. is one. This is one weird shot in Unbreakable where it's like the bottom of like a staircase and for some reason it switches to like a fisheye lens for like three seconds and take took me right out and I was like why is that a fisheye and it's never it's a shot that's never used again in the movie uh, because a fish was looking oh <laughs> because it's water right he can't swim or something yeah yeah he can't there we yeah. go it was a fish yeah. and that's the allusion yeah. to his weakness um, yo, I, yo when I watched that movie I didn't realize that the first so he's on the he's David Dunn the main character's on like a train in the beginning it's like two and a half minutes of unbroken shot and dialogue. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know where M. Night Shyamalan went after that, like why he didn't continue directing it to, in such a capacity, but Because whatever. like uh, the Wachowskis, he wasted all of his talent in his first two movies. The Wachowskis uh. did it in their first one. The Matrix is a masterpiece. <laughs> um, but uh, Sixth Sense and Unbreakable yeah. are amazing movies. Split two. So I think he finally got some of his mojo back after a bunch of weird... But anyways, Thoroughbreds is all right. <laughs> After uh, that really long, weird tangent. Uh, uh, we, I know we briefly mentioned it, but yeah. another movie that kind of went under the radar was we did mention Hotel Artemis. I know you said, Greg, it's towards the bottom of your list. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I thought the cast was excellent. I love Charlie Day. I loved uh, Dave Bautista. Charlie Day was full on Charlie Day in this movie. Awesome. Holy crap! Sterling K. Brown, Sophia Boateng were great. I even enjoyed Jodie Foster. I wasn't a huge fan of her in this movie. Sterling, Sterling K. Brown has been phenomenal in everything that I've seen him in. Ever since I saw him in uh, in OJ, he's been great. Yeah, yeah, that was my star. That was my star for him too. Um, and I was like, this guy's really good. I really enjoyed Hotel Artemis. I thought that I was going to enjoy it regardless because it looked like a fun movie and the premise was good and the surprise. Zachary Kinto uh, cameo was mm-hmm. nice, and then Goldblum was good too. Goldblum's just Goldblum. I really enjoyed it. I wish it, we had more. Like we said earlier, it could have been a TV show. Well, like, and and then watching the trailer, it made it look like it was like you said, Greg, like a John Wick, like really cool, like hotel thing. I was going to focus more on the hotel, which it really didn't. Uh, and I also got some humor from the trailer too. I thought it was going to be more towards on the vibes of like nice guys and stuff like that, where it's like a dark comedy, but like it just kind of wasn't. It was, I don't know, it was all right. It was, I, it's, I think, it's, it's going down my list as the year. I think on. that's fair, but I don't think it's a bad movie necessarily. Like, no, like no, it, no. If it falls down my bad. list, it's not because it's a bad movie, just because other things are better. Things are better, yeah. Frankly. Better. Um, two movies I want to mention quickly, because I'm the only one who cares about them, are okay. two historical movies I saw. Uh, Chappaquiddick, oh. which was about when... Um, uh, when Kennedy? Yeah, when Bobby Kennedy... Um, no, it was Ted Kennedy. Ted Bobby Kennedy? Kennedy. Bobby, okay. when, uh, when Ted Kennedy... Wrong Kennedy. There's, a, there's, a, there's like 12, you're fine. When Ted <laughs> Kennedy uh, killed Mary Joe Capecchi when they got into the car accident, it was re- it was a very well-done movie. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Jason Clark, who played Ted Kennedy. Eh, but he's all right. He did a good job. Uh, Jim Gaffigan did this movie. I love Gaffigan. He's great. Okay. K- KMR did a great job. Ed Helms was all right. I like KMR a lot. You know, you actually knows in this movie? Clancy Brown, who plays Mr. Krabs. He, he plays <laughs> yeah. Robert Rackham. He's, he's in a lot of stuff. Um, he's in he's in, the, he's in the Flash, too. He plays the general. Oh. And Bruce Dern oh. played uh, Joe Kennedy, who had a stroke. So he has no speaking like he, lines. he was acting? Yeah, he was acting like he had a stroke. Oh, and it was uh, great. The actor had a stroke. Yeah, no, you said... No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Kennedy had a stroke. And then I saw Death of Stalin, which was like... 
a. I'm surprised that movie got released, to be honest. And I did. I am too. It was a historical comedy based on the death of Joseph Stalin in the USSR. Yeah. And it was so freaking funny. Like, was the, it? Like, the things that they were doing in the movie. Like, so Joseph Stalin dies, obviously, and then his kids come back and they're trying to figure out what to do with his body. Mm-hmm. And Joseph Stalin's son is just a drunk maniac with a gun the entire movie who's just threatening to shoot everybody for being for being blues. Yeah. It's so freaking funny. And, like, it was it was a cool – it was pretty historically accurate and, like, the Buscemi was great. Um, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs was awesome. He's, he's good at most things. Even Tambor was good, although he's now kind of black, you know, blackballed because of what he did. But – uh, it was still a really, it was a very good movie, but like it's a, a historical fiction, I guess. So I'm kind of right up my alley. But yeah, yeah. Um, I was one, interested in Death Dazzle. I was not interested in Chavit Quick at all because no one cares about history except me. I mean, what, I my, saw my problem um, with Jason Clark. Sorry, Greg. No, I was just going to say that I saw whatever it was, Darkest Hour with Stoof, and I like that. Oh, that was great. That was a great. Dark Side was great. Oh, movie. that was historical drama. Um, yeah. And also, Gary Oldman is phenomenal in everything that he's in. What were you saying about Jason Clark? He, I feel like he can be a really good actor. And, like, I feel like I've seen him be good in, like, uh, Planet of the Apes and stuff I, like that. I hated him in Planet of the Apes. I absolutely despised him. But, like, I feel like he can be really good, and he's he's just not for some Like, he's, like, yeah. so close, yeah. and he's just not. Um, I also get him and Joel Edgerton confused a lot. Joel Edgerton's a much better actor. Oh, he's... We just, we just watched The Gift. We tweeted about it. Oh, my God. The Gift was amazing. What did I watch recently? Oh, this is a good segue. I watched Red Sparrow with him in it. There you day, go. Boom. came out in like March. That. Yeah. <laughs> go. Yeah. I watched that at work. Uh, it was slow. Holy crap. It started off really strong with the cool juxtaposition of Jennifer Lawrence used to be a ballerina, um, obviously in Russia. And it's about like... And it's about... So, like, her play... Wait, so not Black Widow? It's not Black Widow at all, actually. Oh, not even close. Good. Oh, good. I thought it was. I thought that was, was a joke, so good. Yeah, uh, I thought it was going to be very, very similar. Um, no, it starts off really strong with a cool juxtaposition between uh, Joel Edgerton's, he's a CIA agent, he, him getting caught, and Jennifer Lawrence's uh, leg being broken on stage during her like performance or whatever, which is why she eventually becomes a Red Sparrow, which is like a seductive spy that Russia uses. It's kind of weird. But basically, she becomes a spy to help pay for her mother's like treatment and stuff like that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, um, and like she and like you really don't know what side she's on because she starts like she's supposed to be investigating Joel Edgerton's you uh, CS, uh, CIA character. However, she doesn't want to even be a Red Sparrow to begin with, so you don't really know what side she's on throughout the, throughout the whole movie. Ending's really cool. Uh, I don't really want to ruin it. Also, don't really feel like going that in depth into it. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but o- overall, it was it was it was all right. It was okay. slow, and then had a really cool ending. That came out in March, right? I think March. Okay. Um, the trailer made it look a lot better than it was going to be. Greg, do you have any movies about Russia? Uh, I don't have any movies about Russia. <laughs> well, we, or, we or, or Joel Edgerton. Death of Stalin, Red Sparrow. Come on, Neither. give me something. Give me something. Uh, but the movie that I saw that none of you guys would ever go see in a million years was Tully. Um, and that movie was kind of this year's Fight Club in the sense that there was a twist. That oh, I you told me, I actually, told me about that. So yeah. because of what you said about it, I read the plot synopsis. Mm-hmm. That's a great plot synopsis. Yeah. That's, that's a great thing. Plop. I love that. Uh, for those, <laughs> <laughs> since we're in spoiler terror, those of you who haven't seen our Theron is a ah. disenfranchised mother. She has a kid with special needs, and she's pregnant with another kid on the way. Um, so her Get a rich, hobby. <laughs> their hobby's having sex, apparently. But her her brother, I think it is, her, her brother's really rich and suggests that he would hire them a night nurse, which is someone that comes in, does all the baby shit so mo- new moms can sleep. And she's, yeah. like, iffy about it, but then it turns... But then she's, like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to, like, live and be an adult. It's Mackenzie Davis. Who yeah, Mackenzie Davis is the night nurse. Um, and the movie goes on. I'll only talk about the two weirdest scenes of the movie that once these happened, I knew I was in for a fucking wild trip. <laughs> uh, one is in the middle, 
And uh, Charlie's there and is talking to Mackenzie Davis about her sex life and how nothing's really happened since she got pregnant again. Um, but she saw, she bought uh, like like a waitress uniform from like the 40s or 50s. Okay. To, because her husband is always looking up porn like that, so she went through his history to find it. <laughs> and then in clear, the movie. Clear your history, you And then in the movie, um, she makes Mackenzie Davis put it on and have sex with her husband. But it's okay because it turns out that Mackenzie Davis is just Tyler Durden, and she was made up by Charlize Theron to like cope with having a kid. Oh, yeah, um, you told me that. I I like that a lot. That's that, that's a, that's cool, and that's something you don't expect from especially watching this trailer. You're like, oh, this is a. Uh, I don't even know what happened. It was like right. it was like an honest depiction of motherhood, and yeah. then it was also Fight Club minus yeah. the, the taking down capitalism. And I really enjoyed That's it cool. a lot. I would imagine that Char- Charlie Theron was incredible. Like Charlie Theron is incredible in anything. She's she does. great in everything she does. She's awesome. But, true, uh, true. Right now, it's at number eight on my list. After okay. Sorry to Bother You, I really like that movie. I like. She's honestly one of my favorite actors. Like Theron, like everything she's been in that I've seen has been incredible. Like. I was talking to one of our friends uh, over the a couple weeks ago. You're how friends? like you friends? I do. Ooh. Uh, how like Theron was like on my list for like of best of century, like of being the best actress performance of century in Mad Max. She was great in Mad Max. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing she was just as good in uh, in Tully. She how'd, was really good. How'd you, how'd you like her in Fate of the Furious? Uh, I mean, Fate of, she was great in Fate of the Furious, but with dreads, movie train wreck. Dude, I, so I won the Fast and Furious ride in Orlando. Oh my god, it's so crazy. It's so good, but it's so terrible. Dude, so like the movies. Yeah, basically. Uh, it, dude, it's literally it's a high-speed chase on a highway, and uh, at one point, Vin Diesel jumps out of his car, jumps onto a helicopter, on th- jumps onto on, another on, car. On the blades? What? Don't he just- no, on the, on the, on like the, the, the legs, I guess. And he like <laughs> beats somebody up and then lands back on his car. Mm. And while he's doing that, How's Letty that? goes from her car to his car to drive. Where does her car go? I don't know. Oh my god! I don't know. <laughs> the best part about that ride is that the villain isn't. Uh, it isn't what's his face. Uh, isn't Jason Statham? It's Luke Evans. I love Luke Evans. So because he's like he was the villain in Fast and Furious four or five. I think. Who knows? Those I, been too I, many of those movies. Uh, I I think it's six. No, uh, but anyway, anyway, the point is that Theron's awesome. Even in Fast, Fate of the Furious, she was great. Let's keep. Let's be honest. Though. Those movies keep getting better because they went from we're drag racers for money to yeah. this is a heist uh, movie to a heist movie. But the one before the one um, that just came out, Fate of the Furious. They have the scene where they're drifting around the city because, like, they're trying to stop this missile from, like, locking on to, like, this girl who has this tracker bullshit yeah. science fiction jargon. So they're drifting around the city, <laughs> and they meet in intersections and drift and throw the girl between cars. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. you have uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson punching a torpedo out of it. <laughs> like, these movies are awful, but also incredible. Uh, like, I, need, I need that in my life. Chris Morgan. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, love Chris they, Morgan. They know, they know what they are, mm. which, I mean, they didn't at first, and they're like, no, we're ridiculous. We're going to embrace it. Like Dwayne Rock Johnson flexing out of his cast and saying, daddy's home, and then shooting down no, a with go, a Gatling daddy's gun. Go to work. Oh, daddy's got to go work, and just flexes oh, his cast off. Speaking so, of ridiculous. Yeah, so Tully was good. Yeah, Tully was, good. <laughs> Tully was really good. And speaking of ridiculous, I saw the Meg today. I fucking loved it. <laughs> it's so it's it's like a sci-fi movie with a hundred and thirty million dollar budget. It's so ridiculous, and there's just a giant fucking shark eating everything. So the whole so the way so the way so the way the shark yeah, and they they call it the Meg throughout the movie too, and I hate it. Um, so the reason that there is a megalodon is because apparently the bottom of the Marianas Trench isn't actually solid. 
it's a cloud of like ice so that nothing from the bottom can get up because it's too cold for living beings to actually go down. Okay. So they have this theory that's that, so they go down to submarine. Uh, and a megalodon attacks like the like the test sub that's going on. Okay, and so they have to call on Jason Statham because he's a diver who is, this is his specialty. Killing sharks. Wait, so does the whole movie take place underneath the? Trench? No, no, that oh. that's just that that's that's how the megalodon actually gets to the surface. Gotcha. Um, so and in there, so Jason Statham goes down, he rescues them, and there's an explosion of the, of the previous ship, which uh, opens like a small hole in which not one. This is a little plot twist. Okay. Two megalodons pop up. Oh, oh my so fucking god! They so they kill one of them. And Jason Statham looking at it, and he's like, "I thought the bite marks on the on like the base of the rain were like bigger." And then while he's saying that, the big megalodon jumps over, knocks over the ship to eat the smaller megalodon. That's amazing. Now, wait, <laughs> so was good. there any other giant monsters in the hole that you saw? Godzilla no? makes a. There, there was a large like, squid down there that the megalodon ended up eating. Oh, you see, you see, you see, giant squid. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. That's yeah, cool. that's super oh, cool. Captain Nemo. That's super cool. Speaking of Nemo, he makes a Fighting Nemo reference. Does he really? He's got, so he's got to swim out and manually, like, because the harpoon only hits like hundred feet, uh, put a tracker on the megalodon. So okay. he's, he's but he's, he's got to do slow swimming, you know, not to track the shark. Uh, and he just starts going, just keep swimming. Just keep that's swimming. Awesome. That's so funny. Uh, and Rain Wilson, I'm, I'm convinced, is just the audience watching this movie because he's like the billionaire who owns like the facility. Um, and like he'll just like look at something and go, so why don't you just like put a tracker on it? <laughs> and, awesome. and they're like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's, 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 let's do that instead. It's so, like, haven't you ever guys watched like Shark Week? That's amazing. <laughs> Dude, oh he's, he's, he just does like the most like logical things you're supposed to do for this movie, that's and then you're like, and they're, they're like, oh yeah, we should just do that. And he's like, yeah, and then they go and do that. That's so funny. Uh, that's, it was, yeah, that's it was great. It was incredible. Great. Also, Statham is in the Fast and Furious movies. So exactly. That's, that's a good little. We're, we're so many segues. Wow, that's awesome. Wow. Speaking of segues, I have nothing. I, speaking of segues, <laughs> I'm on one. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we record these uh, moving on segues. Um, <laughs> any, any of the movies on your list do you want to talk about? Because I think I only have. Well, I think I only have one more that neither of you have seen on here. There are one, two, just two buckle my shoe. Oh, there's actually three I want to talk about more. Well, first I'm going to mention how terrible Slenderman was. Oh, I already forgot that you saw that. Awful, awful <laughs> movie. Like, I'm, I love the movie, the video game Slenderman. I love watching you play the video game. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm a little bitch baby. I can't deal with jump scares. Bitch baby. And there were no jump scares in this movie. Really? Like, the whole, so, okay. Looking at Slenderman as a as a thing, he's not scary. He's a dude in a tux with no face. <laughs> like he's that, a tall dude with tentacles. Like, in a that, tux. But that's not scary, though. Like, the whole point is that That would scare the crap out of me if I saw that. Okay, shut up. <laughs> he's so sudden. You ever seen a man in a tux? It's horrifying. <laughs> like, you work in a tux rental place. Shit. Like, the you would see the kind of pressure on him. <laughs> like the point of the reason he's scary and those games are scary is because he comes out of nowhere and it's like you don't know where he's going to come from. In the movie, they have like these long shots of him and like that's not it's like at one point you see him in the woods and our buddy Chris goes, he looks like a scarecrow filled with potatoes. Like he looked, he looked terrible and. It was this weird, like, high school drama in the middle of it, and, like, at one point it got really serious. There was, like, an abusive drunk father, and then it just, like, it, it took so it, many it, weird it, turns. The, and the, the director saw it and was like, we need a drunk father. It wasn't scary, and it was just it was such a disappointment. Like, the only thing referencing the original Slenderman lore was that instead of the static that had cicadas whenever he would show up, the, the cicada noise. Oh, that's, 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 that's actually pretty, pretty neat. cool. It like, wasn't done done very well. Uh, and then, but the cicada noises are terrifying. They had they weren't terrifying in this movie. And no. then they had uh, all the drawings from the original games, yeah. like hundreds of them. And yeah. then the fucked up part is like at one point he they gave him fingernails. 
At one point, he was like video wait, chatting. Wait, you girls. noticed enough to see fingernails? Wait, no, no, go back. He was video chatting them. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, on like, like on like Skype or on FaceTime. their phone, they get oh, FaceTime. They say uh, video Ooh. chat from unknown, and then it shows a phone looking at her living room. Oh, so it's like that movie Unfriended. And it's like, the, and so the, the camera is facing her living room. <laughs> yeah, they're like that's downstairs. Then it starts walking through walls. And then, mm. like, I was like, well, what am I looking at? And at one point, he calls them. I was like, if they give him a voice, I'm going to fuck And then you hear the cicada noise. But it was... Oh, okay. Just, <laughs> they gave him a voice. It was so, it's just Patrick Warburton's voice. It was voice. so stupid. <laughs> and it was so disappointing, uh, like... Uh, well, I mean, just, I, feel, I feel like a problem with that movie, just based off of your synopsis, is that they had no, like, rules to what he can and can't do, what the universe can and can't but do, But not even like that, that. But that's the thing, though. Let's say it was the same plot and they didn't have any rules, but it was still scary. I'd be okay with it. But it wasn't scary well, no, in any way. I'm saying, like, they didn't give any rules. They weren't, like... Yeah. Like, out of nowhere, he just starts walking through walls. You're like, well, why hasn't he been doing that all along? Or so why? Weird. Yeah, stuff like that. No. Yeah, it was a weird I also movie. feel like this movie is six years too late. Like, who cares yeah. about Slender Man? Nobody. Anymore? Nobody does. So, it was absurd. Um, did they ban it in... Uh, in Wisconsin, because that's where the two girls killed their... Uh, I'm not random. Or, actually, she didn't die. She... They stabbed her. She lived. They stabbed her a shit ton of times. Yeah, she. she I didn't know she lived though. Yeah, I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that? I thought she lived. Yeah, because I know the two girls trying to get parole and they're both in insane asylums. But yeah, they should be. Yeah, exactly. Um, The only other so there's two other movies I want to talk about before we do a big chunk on a third movie because we actually haven't talked about Solo at all. Yeah, we'll get to it. Among but there's two movies that Greg and I. Uh, well, we all saw Sorry to Bother You. We did a whole podcast on it. Yeah, we don't need to. Um, Going off Sorry to Bother You because they're kind of similar. Similar themes is Black Klansman, which Greg and I just saw today. Uh, I really liked Black Klansman. I thought it was a very good movie. I'm not a huge fan of Spike Lee uh, as a director and as a basketball fan because he's annoying at Nick games. But, uh, <laughs> Wait, really? He, he sits so he's so he's so rich he can buy courtside tickets. He's a big Nick fan. Okay. And he just sits in the sideline and argues with players during games. Like, right. go away! I'm trying to watch a basketball game. Anyway. Let's go magic. Anyway, let's um, go magic. <laughs> um, he so the movie's very well done, and like as a movie, like without any of the out, uh, out not outlying. Things, hey, he directed. What, what, he, he directed NBA Two K Sixteen. I do that. The game. I own that game. Yeah. Um, yeah me too. He, me too. Cause it was free. Besides, like the underlying themes of the movie, which we'll get to at the end. I thought it was a very good movie. It's a very good detective movie about this guy. True story about the guy. Uh, Infiltrating the clan. I mean, you you agree? Was it, it was an interesting story? I, it was an interesting story. It was a well put together movie. Um, I'm, we're probably going to get to this eventually, but I might as well just jump the gun. My only complaint about it was the uh, end. I've never seen another Spike Lee movie before, so I don't know if this is a style. But um, he's very obviously throughout the movie setting up uh, like a commentary on modern day race relations. Yes, yes. Um, there are even parts of the movie where they have this like long conversation about like how America would never elect a bigot president. They just wants to go in someone who would hide all their racism under issues like tax reform and affirmative action. Yeah, mm-hmm. they really like they hit you over the head as you said, Josh, with like all, yeah. with anti-Trump stuff. See, and that, like if you want, like I don't care if you're gonna put politics in a movie whether I agree with it or not but like don't make it so like they made it so painstakingly obvious is what they were doing and like, you know that kind of that kind of sucks because with the subtlety of Get Out being exactly wise which is so recent but and like don't get me wrong Spike Lee's a very he wears his emotions on his sleeve as a director mm-hmm. and yeah. as a person and like you, I knew going in there was going to be something relating to modern day race relations mm-hmm. but the movie like literally the scene that sticks out to me the most is it's uh so it's actually John, the actor's name is John David Washington, which is Denzel Washington's kid. Uh, he's talking to one of the cops in the precinct with him. He's he's a cop in the movie, and 
they're talking about like how it's gonna be difficult to infiltrate the clan, blah blah blah, and they kind of like just stop talking about the plan, start talking about the future and presidents and stuff, and like the 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 camera stops and it's just them. It's just their side profiles talking, and it was such a weird shot yeah. of them just bashing you over the head. It was like, show me, don't just say it to me to my face. Yeah. It was so weird. It was very, I, but that, I mean, he's using his platform. To exactly, yes, yeah. which, is, which is good. But, like, um, yeah, I don't think you did, like, I'm fine if you're, especially because it's a movie, I'm going to pay to see the specific yeah. movie, but, yeah. like, don't make it a little, put more effort into it yeah. than just blatantly being like, bleh, you know? Uh, but what I did really like, I don't think I mentioned this as we left the theater, but when he was doing his stakeouts, when he was like taking pictures of them infiltrating the clan yeah. meetings, they would have him take the picture and it would cut to the black and white Polaroid that it was they were awesome. using as evidence. So, like, and then it would cut back to like him like a couple more frames ahead. That's yeah. obvious. Yeah. I thought really that was cool. really cool. That was real nice. One thing I did really like is at one point, actually it was the guy from, who plays Dr. Dre in, 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 uh, in uh, Surrounding the Compton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, forgot his, I don't remember the the actor's name. He plays one of the speakers who comes to the Black Student Union, and in this, he's giving a speech to this room full of uh, black people who are like cheering him on. And as he's speaking, they're just flashing to different faces of people who are interested in the crowd. That was, just, it was mm. a cool, a cool way he shot it. What uh, what year does this movie take place in? It's yeah. in the seventies. Okay, so, See, it's, so, a, so it's, it's after M- it's after MLK gets assassinated. I don't know the exact year they give. Cause okay, they, they just, at one point they mention that MLK's dead. Okay, so it's really interesting because I've obviously seen the trailer. Uh, so Topher Grace only be in. Uh, no, except in the seventies. He's it. Wait, what? He's actually so he actually you know who he plays in the movie? He plays a member of the clan who's also like a priest or something. He like that. plays the Grand Master David Duke of the KKK. Whoa. And you know what's crazy? I know that. He actually it was actually like kind of jarring when he first comes on screen, like, is that Topher Grace? <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the movie <laughs> and so, I'm, I'm imagining somebody in the movie say that. Though. Listen. So at the end of the movie Adam Driver's over is that Eric? Adam, by the show? way, Adam Driver was awesome. He's always awesome. But so, and we'll get to this at the end. But okay. at the end of the movie, they show scenes of from 2017, okay. and they show David Duke, and I was like, "Is that Topher Grace? He looks like David Duke, which huh. is so freaky." That's interesting. Um, how how was uh, Topher Grace in it though? He was really good. I mean, good. He, he played. He kind of played like a playful idiot almost, mm-hmm. which is kind of like I guess how you're gonna. Uh, That's how obviously like, I want to portray yeah, these kind of people. Kind of like, like kind of make him like a caricature almost. Mm-hmm. Which he did a good job. The whole cast was great. Even uh, so, I didn't realize this until I looked it up at the end, but. Laura Harrier plays the love interest and one of the main characters of the movie, and she is from Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, not MJ, the other lady. I forgot her name, but what's her name in Homecoming? Oh, I don't know, but she's the love interest in Homecoming. She was, she was great as uh, one of the main characters, and oh. the whole cast was awesome, the lieutenants were great, uh, obviously John Dave Washington was awesome, Driver was great. It was a very good movie, and then, so the way the movie ends, there's a bit... I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to spoil this because it is such a new it's a newer movie. We did put a spoiler warning in, so yeah, we did. Just uh, again, spoilers. if you haven't seen Black Klansman, move ahead thirty seconds or a minute. But basically, <laughs> okay. you can do that with the, on on iPhone. You can hit the fifteen second head button. Not gonna be thirty seconds anymore. Shut up. <laughs> um, spoiler so again. The end of the movie is uh, is the main characters are in their house like celebrating how they defeated the clan. I'm not gonna say they did it. I don't want to spoil it. Is, and then, it, is it with a dance battle? No. It's not, it's not Guardians of the Galaxy. Then there's a knock at the door, and they're like, who could it be? And when they open the front door, they see a cross burning, mm-hmm. and then it flash forwards, It flashes forward to just footage from Charlottesville oh. and the riots and stuff. And it kind of like sobers you out of the movie really quickly, and it makes you really upset. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's horrifying images to look at. Yeah. Like, there's the shot of yeah. the guy hitting people they with the car. They show the uncensored uh, video of the person running. It didn't like 13 people. It's like, and it was so jarring, and it took you out of the movie so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I get why Spike Lee did it. That's the point. Is The point is, they're knocking the door going, who, who is it? How is this story going to unfold? Yeah. And it's 
still unfolding today because yeah, we had such terrible yeah. race relations so, in 2018. But now, like, it was just so like I don't I didn't enjoy it. Obviously, it's it's it makes you queasy to look at that those that footage. Mm. But as far as just the movie goes, it didn't. I guess it kind of made sense in universe with the movie, but it also like was very. I don't know. I mean, Greg, what do you? you I, I didn't. I get why it's there and like it's part of the message, but from like purely a movie making standpoint, I don't think it should have been there. I agree. Um, I think because like it, like you said, like I was really I was really interested to see what's going to happen. Yeah. When they knock out the door, and it's really suspenseful too. It just focuses on. Um, it just focuses on them coming out. They're going down the hallway, but they're like not moving. They're the on like a track. Moving. The yeah. hallway's moving around them, and they're just focusing. It builds suspense really. They're both well. holding guns. Yeah, and then it just cuts the cross that you see in the distance. It zooms in to the clan. Yeah, burning Excuse cross, me, burning cross, and then it cuts to Charlottesville. Like I feel like it built up so much tension, and then there was no payoff. Like, well, that's happened. I think, and that's that's what Spike Lee's trying to get at. The point is that there is no end to this movie because it's still going on today, and it's obviously based on a true story. Um, but I think that to get his message across, he did a good job getting his message across. But as a movie, it was just a little bit different. It was a different way to do it. Mm. Um, Judge, you have a question? I, don't know. I think we cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so, um, do you guys have anything else you want to mention that none of us have seen? Uh, yeah, I've seen uh, Jurassic World too. Oh yeah, what's it called? Fallen Kingdom. Whatever piece of crap. Uh, Jurassic Moon. Jurassic. <laughs> That's no moon. Um, <laughs> it was all right. It was it was fun. I like seeing dinosaurs. I mean. It's 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 no Meg, all right. But uh, no, it was all right. It had one actually really good scene. So in the first Jurassic Park movie, where you're introduced to the dinosaurs, is the uh, Brachiosaurus going up on his hind legs and eating uh, some trees, and you know the music music swells, and you hear uh, Hammond go, "Welcome to Jurassic Park." While them leaving the island, so the, the the volcano on the island that's erupting, and they want to get all the dinosaurs off, or as many as they can save. So when they're sailing away, uh, the volcano's going off, and there's a bunch of bunch of smoke. At the end, you see a brachiosaur go onto the docks, but yeah, it's obviously too late for that brachiosaur. Uh, and the smoke billows, and you see, like, because the lava's so bright, you see a silhouette of him going up on his hind legs. That's the last shot of the island you see. It's really emotional, and it's really sad. And that's the best part of that movie, because uh, it's a callback, and it's so sad. Uh, but the movie was not here, not great. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it didn't show. It, you know that cool scene in the trailer with the mosasaur in the wave while they're surfing. Final scene in the movie. I'm not joking. Really? Because all because dinosaurs are now loose in the world. Yeah. That's the final scene in the movie, and then the credits roll. Wow, that's terrible. That's literally half the reason I wanted to see that's that movie. Terrible. Well, you yeah. got it. You did get it. I yeah. got it at the end. I thought there was going to be more to it, but. Uh, I need so some more Mosasaur in my life. I guess closing remarks. Like the only movie I have to talk about for my list was uh, Pacific Rim Two. Uh, and all I gotta say is the first one was better, but they showed a Gundam in this one because they fought in Tokyo. Oh, that's that's cool. cool. Movies like, is just a giant kaiju, giant monster, giant robot movie, giant mecha movie. That's cool. So that was a nice little nod. That was my favorite part of the movie was seeing the original. Was Boyega any good? Uh, he was good, I guess. I would have preferred uh, Eyeballs Elbows, Idris Elba. Okay. Um, yeah, he's. I, awesome. But like they were all dead, and the only other like Charlie Day was in it, and he was like evil because he was having sex with one of the aliens or some shit. Okay. No, he had a he had the brain connection from the first one. He, he was in a relationship with them that they were having sex basically. 
Yeah, what? Because okay. uh, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue. I haven't seen the movie. I'm just oh, that, that's oh, weird. Oh, because he takes one of the aliens that he melds minds with in the first one. Yeah. He takes one of their corpses and like he gets like high off melding it. Okay. Um. So he's the villain of the second one. I did not. Okay. Yeah, he's the villain. But the only reason I say that we're having <laughs> sex is because he's talking to the other scientist guy from the first one. He's like, yeah, Oh, you should come home to meet the wife. Her name's like Janice or whatever. I don't know if it was actually Janice, but you should come meet Janice. She really wants Jeez. to meet you. And then when it cuts to like the reveal that he's the villain. It's literally just the tube with the alien brain in it with, like, Janice written on it. Oh, that is strange. It was not good. Um, (laughs) First one was a lot better. That sounds horrifying, actually. That's that's weird. That's a weird movie. But it was good. I thought the little kid was cool, but I don't remember. I just only remembered it because I looked at my list. I don't remember seeing it. What I don't like about how John Boyega was in it was because the whole first one is uh, Idris Elba has an adopted daughter in that movie, and, like, she's, like, one of the main characters. But, like... They just throw in this kid who's who's uh, Idris Elba's son in this movie. They just don't even mention in the first one at all that he even has a child. So I kind of I feel like, like why would why would we care about their adopted relationship if he already had like a child that he like I thought it was like oh he couldn't have kids and now he's got this kid that he has raised mm-hmm. as his own because their parents were killed by a kaiju and I was like oh no we have John Boyega who is there I guess he, I don't know. he basically he's like. He was, like, dropped out of the flight academy because he was bound to get... Like, it's literally the most stereotypical, like, son of a... Son of, like, a general story. Yeah. Ever. Like, he was just, I'm going to rebel against Dad, but then Dad dies in line of duty, and I want to make him proud, and then he pilots a robot with how's, someone. Uh, how's Tiny Clint Eastwood in this movie? Uh, Tiny. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh, were there any movies in your list you didn't get to mention? Uh, no, I think Solo would be. Oh no, I've also also Christopher Robin actually. Oh yeah, I want to see it. How was that? It was adorable. I um, want to see that really. It's bad. definitely made for people who are in our position who watch Pooh Bear as like a kid and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think a kid would appreciate this movie if he if he if okay. he saw it. Um, I heard it was like almost too sad. It wasn't sad at all. Oh, I heard it was the sad. opening was sad because it's about because uh, Christopher Robin as a kid like leaving because he has to go to boarding school for like okay. ever. So it's about him like leaving the Hundred Acre Wood. That part was really sad. Okay. Uh, but no. It's a movie about. Um, it's, it's How great is Brad Garrett as Eeyore? He's good. He's okay. Eeyore's not in it a lot. Okay, that's um, cool. But. Uh I mean, no, it's a message about how you need to sometimes step away from work and appreciate what you have around cool. you, like your family do, and stuff like that. I do want to say that. I it was it was a good time. Um, what's really funny is a lot of... Uh, so Pooh Bear goes to London for for like a good portion of the movie. And what's really funny is him not understanding anything. Okay. Because, you know, he's a, he's a bear of very little brain. So <laughs> there's this one scene where, I mean, it takes place in like the 40s or the 30s. So they go to buy a train ticket and Ewan McGregor is holding Pooh Bear. He's like, all right, you need to, you know, act like you're a stuffed animal. And they get to go to buy a train station, and the guy's behind a gate it's like for the ticket salesman. And Pooper, he walks up, Pooper immediately goes, Hey, why are you in a cage? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's so funny. Uh, no, it's got like a lot of that, like humor in it. Like, That's awesome. Uh, Pooh's like, trying to like uh, entertain himself on the train. So he's, he's playing a game called Name What You See. <laughs> so he's going pond, tree, man. I don't know what that is. Dog. <laughs> it's it's funny. Uh, awesome. I appreciate it a lot. How great's McGregor? Is he, is he usually usual Sterling self? Yeah, he's great. He's great in it. Uh, he's a little bit of an asshole in it for a while, just because he's trying to like do his job and trying yeah, to save yeah. like a lot of people's jobs. But ultimately, it's about you appreciating what you have, so like your family, stuff like a that. Hook, but with Winnie the Pooh characters. Uh, I guess so. Because I fucking loved Hook. <laughs> <laughs> That was so poignant. That was, that was, that was great. <laughs> Fucking love Hook. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it was good though. I mean, the main Hundred Acre Wood Gang is there. Uh, it's mo- it's mostly Pooh and Tigger, Piglet and Eeyore. Uh, Makes sense. Rabbit and Owl get uh, and Kanga and Roo stay behind the Hundred Acre Wood okay. while the rest while the other four go to London. That's cool. Pooh goes to London twice. 
but uh, it's good. It's a good time. Cool. Um, right. Yeah, you should see it if you so, ever watch Pooh Bear. I think we've mentioned 29 out of 30 movies you've seen, right? I believe so. Yeah. Finally, not the best for last. <laughs> Solo, which the most so the most you, mo- the most movie for last. If you listen, right? Yeah. If you listen to our uh, 2018 uh, preview uh, podcast, we said kind of from the get-go, Infinity War, Deadpool 2, and Solo are going to be the big 3 of this at least the first half of the year, especially the summertime. And we haven't mentioned Solo really since. Very briefly, maybe, we've mm-hmm. mentioned it. I, don't, I mean, do you guys remember us mentioning it? I don't really think we mentioned we it. Mentioned it we mentioned it saying that it was a movie. That, but that's like, that's the thing. Like, so <laughs> it Solo was, it was, was generic. It was so generic, and it was so just they meh. played it so safe because they had to do all these reshoots. And, yeah. got, and they didn't bother pushing back the date. They rushed it. They rushed the script. They rushed production. And I still think they should have pushed every, it back to December, but what do you do? Uh, Not you know what? You know what? No. A better story. Shut up. You know what? More important. <laughs> but here's the thing. They couldn't release in December because you have Aquaman and Bumblebee and Mary Poppins already coming out in December. Yeah. And that's the same day. Like Mary, Mary, Mary Poppins is on, is on Christmas, but Aquaman and Bumblebee released on the same day. Like, there was no room for Solo um, to even make any money, let alone the little I money. Thought that that, I thought that I still can't pronounce his name, Alden Eckerreich. Mm-hmm. I thought he was I decent. Have, I have no idea how to pronounce it. I thought he was name. decent. I didn't think he was phenomenal. Was, I didn't think he was terrible. He, he, was, he was fine. Ald, Alden Eckenreich. Okay. I, I don't he, fucking know. Even like, as much as I'd say, Donald Glover was good. It wasn't phenomenal. He was good. Amelia, Amelia Clark, she was good. She, my main problem with her, I mean, you don't watch Game of Thrones, too. Um, but she's very one note in Game of Thrones. Um, and she's one note in this. And I, I'm questioning her ability to act at this point. Okay. Like, I want to see some range, and I've yet to actually see that from her. But did really anyone have range in Solo? Paul Bettany was phenomenal in Solo. I love Paul Bettany. He was great. <sighs> He was all right. He was Paul. I ben. thought he was great. I mean, I Paul, thought, Paul Benny's good in most things. I thought he played the menacing villain that this movie needed to get, make me carry a little bit very well. I don't. I wasn't terrified by him at all. He was just like a dude. I thought he was I good. Know. I thought he was good though. Well, considering he was supposed to be a giant like humanoid wolf thing, Cat, whatever yeah, it was. I don't fucking. I thought he was great. Um, One thing I didn't like about this movie was that everything Han Solo owned. Had to have some sort of importance, yeah. Like, his gun. like yeah. why could his gun just, just be, a be a gun? gun? You know, yeah. you know what this movie was. This movie was a checklist. They were like, "Hey, you want to see the Falcon and the Kessel Run? You got it. Yeah, you want to see those dice? You got it. You want to see his gun? You got but it. But the dice didn't even. You want to see? You want to see him win the game that none of us know how to play? You got it. But the dice didn't even factor in him winning the Falcon. But why? Why was everything? Why was everything so fixated? But if on? you're, but was, that's the thing. If you're going to check, do that, it was a checklist. At least make it make sense. He he didn't use the dice to win the Falcon. There was nothing like. Also, I don't gamble, so maybe one of you guys who have ever gambled before could explain That's me. to me. I but bet on can horses. you really like do card games like that? Like, how would he known that he would be able to last that long in cards. a card game? I mean, cards. so here's well, but like I mean, if you get a random, what if your I first mean, hand is shitty? And you well, can't here's the, it's it. not like That's that game was poker. Cards, I mean, so from, from what I've gathered from watching that movie once and seeing that game played twice, is that once you get the green card, you win the game, <laughs> right? And I don't he know. and he would just have that card up his sleeve all the time. I guess. So we, Whatever. I don't know. I, uh, the robot was cool, actually. L3, what are you I doing? Hate, I'm leading a revolution. I hate it hangs up the I'm phone. I'm going to be honest. I hated the robot. I like K2 and Rogue One so much more. I like K2 I mean, more, but and they were the best part. I mean, K2 no. is great because he's, he's Alan Tudyk. Uh, yeah. This movie... But again, it's like, all right, we're going to make the Millennium Falcon also a robot. I hated that. I was like, I, I straight up hated that. And, was, that like, eh. and that was for that one line in New Hope when C-3PO goes, oh, this is such a strange ship. It has such strange dialogue, whatever 3PO says. Yeah. That's all that was for. 
Exactly. Exactly. It's a checklist. Right. It's like, oh wait, we got to make sure everything we've ever mentioned in this movie. I thought Han shot first was kind of cool, where he shoots. I love that we shot Woody Harrelson. Yeah, it was cool. Also, like you knew Woody Harrelson was going to end up betraying him because, like, he has the line, "Don't trust anyone." And yeah. when someone tells you that line, he's there. They care about you, but they're saying, "Hey, I'm going to fuck you over. I'm not going to really have any remorse about it." Although the best part about this movie is something that Stoof didn't care about at all. But when Darth Maul shows up, he has his lightsaber cane that he has in Star Wars Rebel, which means the cartoons are canon, they will, and that's better than Solo ever could. They have always were canon, though. We knew they were always canon. But like, it's good to like but, see it. Actually. Yeah, but like you've never, you've never been, you've never like seen so, a, di- a direct reference like that. Okay, for somebody who has never watched any of the Clone yeah. Wars or whatever Rebels, Wars, Rebels yeah. TV shows. If I were to say this, would this be correct? Okay. The reason Darth Maul is still alive is because he was so spiteful, he just willed himself to be alive. He, he's really powerful in the Force, so he took all of his living Force, put it into his torso. Uh, I don't remember how he actually connected to some cybernetic legs. I think he was. It, he just, I think he found them in like whatever. It was like a trash him. pile thing. Oh. He built and himself then, like spider legs to walk around. Which is like a trash pile. But he, he eventually ends up getting like regular cybernetic okay. legs once he gets rescued from there. I will say. He, he also him, goes nuts for like a while. That's cool. Like, cause, just because he's been alone for so long. Him appearing was the only time I had an emotional reaction to this movie. Yeah. That was really it. Yeah. And I was like, at first it was confusion, then it was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, oh, now he's gone. That was it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the train sequence was pretty cool. It was cool to see the anti-gravity trains that are going around. Yeah, it was cool. That was a cool heist, but then it then it slowed down that again. That movie got my hopes up because I thought it was going to be a space western. I thought we'd get some firefly. Some firefly. Yeah. And then uh, we didn't. We got that steaming pile of not important. That's the thing, though. I don't think it was a bad movie, but it wasn't any... It was a movie. I mean, I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying about it for probably 18 months by now. Yeah. There's, there are more important stories to be exactly. telling. Yeah, I'm, and I'm Who with cares you, about man. Han Solo stealing stuff from a train when Darth Vader is off destroying Jedi or Emperor Palpatine is building an empire or Bell Organa is starting the rebellion? Like, you know, there are so many other more important things, and we already got everything we need to know about Han Solo's character. And what I hate about um, prequel anything is when they put the main characters who we know are in the latter movies in because we've seen them before. They put them in life perils. There's no tension in those scenes. Like when Chewbacca's hanging off the train, he's yelling Chewie. I'm well aware Chewbacca's not going to die. Yeah. I'm super... Uh, he's he's the one who's still living throughout this whole entire series. Um, one part I did like about this movie was that it, ke- it kept the um, Han Solo-Chewie relationship... It, it, it felt natural to me. It felt oh, like yeah. how, how it did in the... Uh, how it did in the original that, trilogy. And I thought that all the characters did well. They just didn't live up to their counterparts because it's impossible to. I mean, they all did well, but like with what they worked with, I guess. Yeah. Again, it was average. I think that it was a movie. it's going to end up being in the middle of the pack. I think this Ant-Man and Deadpool 2 were very similar in where they're just like, hey, it was a movie. It happened. Okay, move on. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. Like, I don't really have any connection. I wouldn't say that I hated this movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it at all. But I, I hate the fact that it was made, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like, I've, like when we can get a really interesting Obi-Wan movie. Which we're not going to. Instead, we're getting Boba Fett, the dude who had three lines of dialogue and got killed by blonde, did you death, hear, dumb Han Solo and falling into a sand vagina. Did you hear that rumor that Lucasfilm pushed back? They weren't being delayed. What? So there are, a rumor came out that everything after episode nine has been delayed. Like forever. Yeah, and then Disney pushed back was like, that's not true. Yeah, I, just, I heard that. Hey, dude, just give me episode nine, give me a McGregor Obi-Wan, and then I'm done with Star Wars. I don't think we're ever going to get a McGregor Obi-Wan. I really don't. There, um, because, honestly, I think the reason why we got so much attention to all the random shit in Solo 
is because these are uh, Disney Star Wars movies now, and they're all about that money. So they're telling stuff that could be turned into toys very easily. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was what. That, 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 that's and what, now you have the Falcon with the escape pod yeah. in the beginning. That's what Return of the Jedi was, though. It was a, it was a movie to make money. That's why he made the Ewoks. No, but, uh, yeah, Return of the Yeah, but I also, that's my least favorite of the people told trilogies. Yeah, same. I, I feel um, like, I mean, in my old age, older age, I understand. In my old age of 24. All right, 24. <laughs> Better to stand. It like fits the theme of Star Wars, where nature is better than technology. Do stuff naturally. Blah 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 blah. Yada yada yada. Well, you really you really love this theory for some. Well, no, because like I don't like the Ewoks. Like I don't. I find it very like I believe the Force in New Hope is the reason why Luke made that shot where he shot his torpedoes at a ninety degree angle. Exactly. Um, Like I believe that when he took away his targeting computer, Luke, you'll never make the shot. Like okay, I believe that the Force is magic. It's living energy. Whatever. But these primitive Ewoks, who their most advanced thing was having rails on their bridges. Hey, they also use stormtrooper helmets as drums. Yeah, but defeating stormtroopers, <laughs> like... With a slingshot. That is the thing that broke the my suspension of disbelief in Return of the Jedi. That's fair. Was them shooting them with slingshots or taking down the... Not, they're not AT-ATs. What are the little ones? AT-STs. AT-STs would... Tree trunks and them getting the drop <laughs> on the <laughs> so stormtroopers. They had an update of coordination to first of all haul up tree trunks into into the top of trees to make them smash on either side of the ATST. Uh, but Are you guys have anything else on Solo? I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, just on Star Wars in general. I mean, we're I think we're still getting the Ryan Johnson trilogy. I don't want that. It's not going to be. It's not gonna be Related to Skywalker. I don't want that at all. I want that. I think that I think Brian Johnson uh, did an excellent job of last year. Yeah, but and I like, want to see what else he can do. But I don't want more Star Wars. They're they're making. Well, you know what? We're not. We're gonna get Star Wars and MCU to the end of time. True that. I'll, really quick question. This is gonna sound like a personal attack, but I'm actually generally curious. Yeah. Why are you okay with them remaking every single Disney cartoon, but you don't want more Star Wars? Because it is. Star Wars is a universe, and I think that what makes Star Wars so special is that they're so limited but so well done. The Disney movies are just remakes that aren't in the same universe. They're just remakes of movies. Okay. Like I, I, I guess I just view them as updated. Like I view the Disney shot for shot remakes as just updated versions of the movies I grew up with. Them doing entirely new Star Wars movies is just me. It's just them expanding universe. I don't want them to expand. I think I think from our perspective, who people who thought we were never getting any more Star Wars movies, we've always considered them. Oh, we have six Star Wars movies. That's all we're ever gonna have. And now that we're getting more and more, and it's like never gonna end. It's daunting. And it's like, do we need that many? Like, I, I'm I'm okay with having Clone Wars TV show because not everyone needs to watch it. But it's fun if you do want to watch. I don't it. even want. Are they making a Star Wars TV show? I don't want that either. Uh, I mean, they're doing an animated, they're doing a couple more animated yeah, ones. I, I, the, the live action ones, uh, I think, are delayed. Okay. Um, and that's going to be John Favreau's. I think he wants to do Mandalore, actually. Oh, that'd be cool. But, but um, again, again, like you don't. That's not something that you would need to watch. However, yeah. if you want to continue on with the canon of Star Wars, do you really want to watch another trilogy after this? Another no, whatever. I mean, I will, but I don't want to do it. I see. I'm more okay with that. I'm more okay with them expanding, like getting a chance to return to this universe. Yeah, I'd rather see that. as opposed to like for me as the remake more more sequels yeah. and stuff. Like okay, that. I guess that's fair. Like, I just I wanted to let it sit because like that's the reason Star Wars is so good is because it came back and it was so phenomenal. 
and like just deal with not making the money. You'll make it elsewhere at Disney. Just like yeah, let you, it sit you for own twenty five years. You own everything else. Yeah. yeah, like that would be cool if we got a sequel for like twenty five years. That'd be cool, but whatever. I'm not getting um, Disney's greedy. We, we are going to get one in twenty five years, but Probably. there's also going to be another. There's going to be twenty four between yeah, exactly. that. Uh, oh. You guys have anything else you want to add for twenty eighteen? Because I have a couple questions before we end the whole thing. Well, you're in luck. I have a couple answers to those oh, questions. Cool. Um, I so lied. I have nothing. What movies did you guys want to see but weren't able to this year so far? Um, okay, I can actually go to my watch list. Ooh, I have not seen a movie called You Were Never Really Here, which is a Joaquin Phoenix. He's like an assassin. He's taking care of like a girl. Uh, I think it was an Amazon movie. It was very limited release, so I didn't actually... I think our theater had it for maybe a week, and I didn't get a chance to see it. Okay. It, came out, it came out in April, April. It looked really cool, and I like I like I like indie movies like that too. Uh-huh. So, but no, I, I haven't got a chance to see that. I wanted to see. Now, when I say wanted to, I wanted to laugh at them. The Meg One and Hurricane Heist too, just because they're both. Oh, like, Hurricane Heist! No. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to see Rampage. Never got a chance to. I love the video game Rampage, and it just has the rock. But I'd recommend you watch the Meg when it's like streamable. I will. And we can like get, we can like get drunk and watch. I'll it or do something. the same for. I'll watch Rampage when it's streamable. Exactly. But also, I heard Rampage was the best video game movie of all time. But I heard and it, it still was still wasn't very good. mediocre. <laughs> uh, I um, watched the uh, Cinema Sins for it just because I wanted to see what happened in the movie. Okay. It's fucking ridiculous. Rihanna, I'm so excited. It's so stupid. And then it's so stupid. Uh, the other, the only other uh, these actually two movies that I thought were kind of whimsical indie movies I wanted to see. I like Indy. Were How to Talk to Girls at Parties and Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town. I wanted to see those and never had a chance. How to Talk to Girls at Parties, uh, I don't know if it was Indy, but it was, it was a British movie. So, like, we rarely okay. get solely yeah. British movies over here. Like, I didn't get a chance to see the sad Pooh Bear movie last year called Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Yeah. About yeah, yeah. A.A. Mill and his relationship with his son. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see that. I actually almost saw it. Um, or I saw billboards for it in Scotland because oh, it, cool. it was a British movie. movie. And I was like, oh, that's playing over here, but I can't find it in America. <laughs> and then, Greg, you never saw Teen Titans, right? I did oh, not I see wanted Teen to see that, I too. See that too. Um, I, I look, that looks so fun. And fun fun trivia fact, uh, I don't know if it still does, but the last I looked at it, it had a higher Rotten Tomatoes score than Avengers Infinity War, so the DCEU is winning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what, what's great about the Teen Titans Go movie is the post credit scene is the original Teen Titans animation of them looking at the screen going, guys, I think we found a way back because DC's that's awesome. doing their streaming network now. Uh, it's so cool. But yeah, uh, I really want to see that movie. And I wanted to see Ocean's 8, which I never saw, which I wanted to see it. Yeah, but, yeah. Was and awesome. I also want to see the Purge prequel, but I never got to see that either. So whatever. I mean, you're getting a Purge TV show. Am I really? On USA. Oh, it's just someone excited. throwing up after every meal. Yeah. Hi yo, <laughs> eating disorders. Hi yo, um, uh, that was it though for me. Yeah. I don't my I, either my watch list is inaccurate or I <laughs> didn't uh, miss a lot of things. I missed First Reformed, was a movie. It was like an A two four movie about a priest. If people listen to the podcast, I'll see nine out of ten A two four movies. Oh yeah. Um, I wanted like Steve said, I wanted to see uh, Hot Summer's Life and Girls Who Went to Parties. Um, under the Silver Lake, I wanted to see with um, Andrew Garfield, Wait, but I don't know if that came out. I don't think that came out yet. Yeah, so I that, don't know. If that's that, another A two four movie, right? That's uh, actually yeah. that's actually my next question is what movies looking for. No, that's coming out. That's not coming out until late December. Oh, okay. oh, dope! I thought it was a summer movie, probably no. just because there was a guy swimming in a lake in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and, we, we can uh, we can go to oh yeah, no, continue. Sorry. And um, the one I'm probably gonna miss is because it's not in any fucking theaters anywhere around us is the Miseducation of Cameron Post with Chloe Grace Moretz. I, She's good. I love her a lot. I loved her in 30 Rock. I loved her as Hit Girl, even though those movies are that movie, that franchise, real weird looking back. Yeah. Um, but this, it's like this girl who gets sent to a gay conversion camp. 
Um, but obviously, because those things don't work, it's like her coming of age and like coming to terms with her sexuality at That's this cool. camp. That's right. I want to see it. I like yeah. her a lot. Um, yeah. She's good. She's and this good. is the first thing she's done in a while, too. Um, and it's like an indie thing. So I think she's doing more stuff that she wants to do as opposed to. That's well, because 22 Jump Street was garbage. Yeah. No, no, that 22 Jump Street. Neighbors 2, sorry. Neighbors 2. I get those movies confused. Yeah, They're yeah. the same. Um,. Yeah, so then we we tease this in the open. So, what movie are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to Venom. Just I'm such a f- so. Here's the thing. I was looking forward to Venom because I want because you know they were like, oh, this is definitely gonna be R-rated. It's gonna be gory. It's gonna be faithful. Whatever. And now I think they're trying to make it PG-13. Which anytime a movie is originally something and they scale it back, it never works out well because you can see that there's the finished product was there and then they decided to unfinish it essentially. So I was kind of looking forward to it. I don't know where I stand on it. Right now, I just like I don't know how you can have a Venom movie without Spider Man. I mean, it doesn't I can, make any sense. I, I, I can look past it. Um, I can't. I really don't think I can. As shitty as it is, I don't think I can do it. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I had, a, I had my theory for a while was that um, it, there wasn't Spider Man because Spider Man's dead. No, I'd be fine with that. Just give me a Spider-Man in the universe. But we also haven't seen it yet. No, I mean, like, no, I, mean I mean, like, Spider-Man's dead because of Infinity War. Like, it can be in the MCU oh, stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I want that. I just need there to be, like, the whole thing that it's an alien symbiote is yeah. annoying to me. But considering Spider-Man died in space in Infinity War, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, also, symbiote. What do they call it? Symbiote? Symbiote. Fuck you, Sony. Symbiote. I hate that. But what if it's, like, uh... Ra's al Ghul and it's supposed the, to be Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, but what if like the old movies were the Ra's al Ghul to our symbiote? I hate Ooh. it. I hate it. Um, uh, yeah, well, the other movie I really want to see besides probably Venom is probably number two. Okay, I really want to see uh, Bad Times El Royale. Yeah, that looks cool. Although I was saying to Greg, I think it could be a huge letdown. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, with with trailers like that, where there'll be a song playing and you'll sync up a lot of the stuff to it, it makes for a very entertaining trailer. Yeah, and sometimes the movie looks better solely because it's just of that. crappy. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe not crappy, but it just looks but better because that trailer makes it look. Between, cool. I mean, Bridges and Hemsworth are probably going to be really good, but like, I just I have a weird feeling it's going to be terrible. But it also could be really good. It has a lot of nice guy vibes because same yeah. time period. Yeah, but, same time period, same um, type of stylistic thing. Uh, Actually, Shane Black could have totally directed that. He could have, like, well, just, like just, just looking actually, at it, it looks like it looks like a Shane Black movie to me. He's he's directing Predator, which comes out. So we're recording this. What day? What day? Today, wait, it's last, right now. It's the last week of August. So yeah. Predator comes out middle of September, probably when this podcast will drop. You guys interested in Predator all or no? Uh, I am only for the cast. I've only ever seen the first Predator movie. I think there's two, and then there's the Alien vs Predator, which are garbage. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no one cares yeah, about them anyways. Um, I'm interested so totally because of the cast. You, know, cool. you got Sterling K. Brown again. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, mm-hmm. Olivia Munn, uh, the villain from Logan. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, look, I think the, the cast looks cool. Okay. Um, Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones is in it too. I also want to see uh, the Feral and John C. Riley, Holmes and Watson. It looks really good. Have we got a trailer for that yet? I think we have. Yeah, it looks. Oh, good. I haven't seen it. And then Hugh, also Hugh Laurie's in that. I love me Hugh yeah, Laurie. Yeah, I'm, watching, I'm, watching, I'm watching House right now. Actually, there you go. Um, Aquaman looks all right. If I'm gonna be honest, totally forgot Aquaman's coming out. <laughs> That's most fair. people did. <laughs> most people, and he did. was one of the best parts of Justice League, which yeah. was a good movie, but like he was a good part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I want to see the first man, which is Damien Chazelle and Ryan Gosling, <laughs> Neil Armstrong. <laughs> I mean, anything really for Damien Chazelle. Although I'm a little upset because when the mer- when we were doing the 2018 uh, preview podcast back in like February or whatever it was, yeah. 
Uh, John Bernthal was credited as one of the main cast members, and now he's not even like getting credit. Like he's getting credit for it, but he's not like in the main like section. I'm a little upset. Oh, that sucks. I love me Bernthal. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> you love me Bernthal. I love me some Bernthal. Bernthal. Uh, White boy Rick looks good. The McConaughey thing mm. that comes Ooh, out. Ooh, you know, you know, McConaughey movie looks better than that. What uh, Serenity? Serenity. Yep. I'm so intrigued by that movie. I'm more into White Boy Rick if I'm honest. I, Serenity, I was very like, eh, whatever. But so, uh, I think they both look. They both yeah. are probably gonna be good movies, but. And then, of course, and then of course, and then of course, I know Greg and I. You're not going to be interested in this in the new Fantastic Beast movie. No, nah, don't, don't give a crap. First, uh, one, first one sucked. First one was good. It was so weird. Um, you could have shaved twenty minutes off the first dude, one. As somebody who doesn't care about Harry, Harry Potter, I, I knew didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was so yeah, confused. I mean, I'm surprised you even went to, with us to see it. It was FOMO, really. <laughs> I, I was lonely. <laughs> I mean, was <laughs> I, I? didn't want to be alone for the two and a half hours of yeah, that movie. Probably. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but what's the movie? It's based off the new Gillian Flynn book. It's uh, those uh, the wives of like mobsters, and they end up having to like defend their name or take their money or something. Which who's in it? Um, oh, I don't remember. Sharp Objects. No, that's the Gillian Flynn book. But that's a TV show uh, on HBO right now. Uh, this uh, all I remember is I don't I can't replace any of the actresses' names. <laughs> You're giving us nothing to go. Um, on. Liam Neeson is one of the husbands. Oh, I don't know what movie. Is about. it Widows? Yes, Widows. That looks really good. Yeah, Widows. Yeah. Look, that's on my list. Widows oh, looks is, good oh, too. That, that's by Gillian yeah. Flynn. Yeah, yeah that's no, 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 no. It looks really good. good. That's yeah. that, that's the author of. Uh, John, Gone Girl. I'm pretty sure Burnthal's in that also. Actually, it's one of the movies. I, I went. I basically went through his filmography. Like, I want to watch this. I want to watch this. I want to watch this. Um, yeah, that looks good. Widows. It, mm. I think it comes out in October. It looks yeah. very good. I'm kind of intrigued by the movie A Simple Favor with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. I'm getting Gone Girl vibes. I was vibes so from. like that, and then the Jonah Hill Emma Stone movie. I was like, whatever that's called. Well, that, that's a Netflix show. I was that's a show. That was a movie. I think it's a sh- it's a limited show. Oh, I didn't see no, It's only ten episodes. That's on. I, I watched both those trailers back to back and was yeah. very like. Eh. I mean, I, I it's it's nothing. It, I mean, it's nothing to write home about. But like, I'm intrigued enough. Also, Anna Kendrick's super attractive. So she did, well, so is Blake Lively. Yeah, but um, she disappears in that movie. So. One movie you guys aren't gonna give a crap about. Oh, before I mention this, the Sister Brothers with John Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley. Uh, honestly, the only reason I want to see that movie is because of the opening of the trailer, where it's them shooting back and forth, and their muzzle flares ignite the title. Yeah, that's that's cool. what makes me want to see that movie. That's that cool. won't be in the movie no, because won't be. they won't just show their names against <laughs> the thing. But that's the reason. That's what got me hooked. Was that such a cool way to introduce it? I also really like Joaquin Phoenix. I love John C. Riley, so it's perfect. Oh, uh, no, so wow. one movie you guys won't give a crap about. It's called The Peanut Butter Falcon. I really don't know what that is. It stars Shia LaBeouf and Bruce Dern. And basically, it is about a... That's not getting a wide release. It's a, I'm telling you now. You know, it's, no, it, it, well, when you hear the plot, you're going to say it's not either. Uh, it's about a 22-year-old who lives in a, like, um... It's not a mental ward. It's like a assistance hospital because he has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And he basically runs away to become a professional wrestler. And I, I love wrestling. And I love Shia. That's Ball, a so very that's a very indie movie. Yeah, it's exactly. released in two theaters ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, a movie uh, that's actually out now that I want to see. Searching. I know we talked about this. Oh, oh the John Cho movie. You, yeah, Greg, you said it's the new found footage. Uh that style where it's all takes place only on a yeah, screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I, like, I, I want this to be good because John Cho is great. I love the Harold and Kumar movies. So, I love him in Star Trek. Oh, true. Th- he, oh. Yeah, I love him that. Uh, but I also don't want this movie to be good because I want that trend of movie to die. We've already got two unfriended movies. 
Most people don't even know that. Um, the second one came out like a month ago, right? Yeah, and it's a, it's a fucking hot pile of garbage. I don't even need to, like, see it to understand. Like, it's it's going to become the new found footage where yeah. everything's going to be a, trying to do it. It's a modern-day found footage. Because it's, like, cheap to make, so studios can just crack it out and get a good return on investment. Exactly. It'll, it'll only cost, like, $20 million. Oh, they'll, be, they'll get, you know, 16 and be like, that's a, that's a win in our book. Uh, but I have heard good things about searching, which makes me want to see I it. I do want to see um, it. I'd be intrigued. I don't know if I want to see that in theaters. Uh, watch it on your TV. Watch it on your yeah, TV yeah, screen. Like, more, more realistic. Like, like, yeah, like looking at, like watching that, like solely only on a computer screen on a movie theater screen. I feel like that's going to be like distracting almost. Probably. So I rather ra- have an eighty-seven foot computer screen in your house. <laughs> oh, oh, I, you're right. I do. Um, I do. Three movies that I actually found out about today that are coming out at the end of the year. One of them is called Lizzie. It's about Lizzie Borden, which I think is I love Lizzie Borden. That whole story. I think it's that'll be an interesting movie. Right. One of them is called The Oath. It stars Ike Barinholtz and Tiffany Haddish. Basically, it's in like a it's in a society Tiffany where Haddish is in a lot of stuff. She is right. Jesus for Christ! Her. It's in a it's basically where uh, it's around Thanksgiving time, and the government puts out a a, uh, a mandatory oath that all citizens must pledge their allegiance to the government in this dystopian society. Okay, and it's it's due the day after Thanksgiving. And Baron Holtz and Tiffany Haddish have oh, to go to... What, what about all the sales? What? Shut up. <laughs> and they have to go to their family Thanksgiving dinner, and okay. they don't want to bring up politics, because it's like obviously a very controversial thing, Yeah. and it devolves into they just start brawling with their family. Oh, okay. <laughs> it looks ridiculous, but I kind of want to see it. All right. And then the other one I saw, which looked interesting, I had never heard it before... It stars Robert Redford, which didn't he just retire from acting? I think, or he, something? Ju- I think he just retired because it's called he's like he's like eighty. It's man. called the Old Man and the Gun. That basically he has a gun. It's a no. It's about is Robert, it the Old Man in the Sea? No. If it was that, I wouldn't watch God, it. I hate that. Robert Redford uh, breaks out of San Quentin Penitentiary and goes and commits a bunch of heists. Good for him at eighty years old. Right. I think I think it sounds kind of cool. You know, a movie I never saw with him. What? It was him and uh, I think Nick Nolte. Uh, Walk in the Woods. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, seen before. That and, right I, I like Nolte. He's yeah, good. but. Uh, but I don't, Creed Two also comes out. Yeah, Creed Two. I was going to mention Creed Two looks really good. I want to yeah, see. Yeah, I'm not sold on the plot. I mean, it's yeah. a Rocky movie. Woody, it's going to be a boxing match. Yeah, Ryan Coogler's not even directing it though. I know. It's like, annoying. why do I care? It's annoying. I do want to see uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. I, I don't looks, care about I that. You don't care, Greg. You, I think I fucking love Queen. I'll yeah. see that movie every day for uh, the rest of my life. I want to see Wreck It. Probably not. I want to see Wreck It Ralph two, but I probably won't. Yeah, I still haven't seen Wreck It Ralph one. I saw the first one like two years ago, and it was good, but it wasn't anything special, if I'm being honest. Eh. And then Dark Phoenix. Eh. I forgot that is movie that, existed. Is that still coming out this year? I, maybe. I, I, I don't think so. I don't know. No, maybe. No, it's eh. not. I don't okay. think so. I think they got pushed back. And to, then we mentioned to, fe- to February. We mentioned Aquaman. Eh. Um, I'm so I like the. Uh, I don't care for the Aquaman trailer except for that one scene of him jumping off the boat with the flare and all the monsters yeah. coming up. That's awesome. But uh. The trailer didn't did nothing for me, but I wanted to see the movie like beforehand. So what were you saying? Yeah. Um, well, two things. I realized as I was going through my list that I forgot a movie. Um, I'm not going to get into it because we've already moved past it. But I saw Eighth Grade this year. Oh no! Eighth Grade was a fucking amazing. I want to see it. Um, oh my god. I love I don't, Bo Burnham. Like it's so not Bo Burnham. I know, though, but still. But like, I like his, it's I like, so I like, like his emotional stuff. Yeah, it's that's literally all you yeah, get. Great, yeah. so genuine, so heartfelt. As like a movie, oh. I don't know if it's like the best thing that ever happened, but as like an important thing for kids to see, I think okay. it's amazing. Cool. It's like a non-flinching portrayal of like the what kids have to go through in the digital age. I think it's so important. I want to show it to my kids. Um, he did a free screening of it you, because you it kids? got him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, they did an uh, they did a free Bo Burnham bought out a bunch of theaters across the country to do I think, free screenings. I think one, of it. one in each state, right? Yeah, speak so kids could see it because they were getting blocked out because of the R rating. Yeah, um, but like they just don't flinch. Like there's this scene where like she's like talking this boy that she likes. She's talking to him. He's like, I like girls that gives blowjobs. And she's like, I give the best blowjobs. And then she goes <laughs> home and like literally googles how to do a blowjob and like goes downstairs and almost tries giving a blowjob to a banana before her dad walks in. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, it's, like, so authentic, and the awkwardness is very palpable. It's very real. It took me back to middle school, which is something I wish I never... I don't I don't think I need to experience that. Uh, but it does. <laughs> no, but uh, I want to see so it. so genuine. Um, you think it's going to get an uh, Oscar buzz? I hope so, but I don't know, honestly. Maybe, maybe like, original screenplay, something maybe like that. Maybe something like that. Yeah, that'd, um, be, that'd be cool. And it's good for Bob Barnum. I've liked seeing his evolution from, like, traditional, like, oh, I'm just a cynic, everything sucks, to, like, his emotional, like, comedy and works now. Yeah. Um, but 8th grade was great. I fucking love that movie. It's in my top five for the year. How'd you forget about what the hell? Five? <laughs> because we just saw, I had so many other things. I was we did, we did jump around a lot. Um, and like I was going through my uh, watch list of like things I had seen and realized that it wasn't on my 2018 list. Oh, there you go. Um, and I'd seen so many movies since I've seen it. Like, oh, oh so that. we've actually seen 31 then. So yeah, we've, we've seen lie. 31. Okay, cool. 31. But like I saw Whoa. 8th grade and then like I watched a bunch of other movies. I like caught I finally saw Old Boy. I saw... Heather's. I just watched so many movies between that it kind of got gotcha. buried. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but back to where we were. Yes. Um, mid nineties. I really want to see Jonah Hill. Is that this year? Mid nineties. Uh, I think it comes out October, November. Okay, that's cool. Um, I really want to see that. You and your fucking coming of age stories. Hey, fucking mid nineties is finally one that I'll be able to connect with. I need you to watch coming of age for me. And let me know if they mentioned Dookie, and that's all I need to know. <laughs> that's all I need to know. <laughs> Um, I'm ready for it. I like that they're filming it with like that was cool. The aspect ratio, the aspect cool. ratios from a '90s TV. It looks like it's filmed on like a shitty camcorder. That's awesome because he like followed the main kid Stevie, I think his name. It yeah, falls into like Stigator kids, yeah. which wasn't me per se, but that was my brother. My brother had that dynamic growing up. No. Okay, so I won't be able to like, connect to it. But like I did that. Quick, become a skater kid. Uh, <laughs> you have, you have I, two months. I, fun fact: uh, I made seeing my brother skateboard. I was like, I want to be cool like my brother. So I made my mom buy me a skateboard and she bought me a Yukio one and I fucking loved it but could not do a trick I was yeah. scared to be on it I, uh, I was a little five yeah. seven year old kid and I was afraid to be on the skateboard but it had a fucking Yukio shit on it and I loved That's it awesome. I, uh, I tried to be skater uh, I had the long hair to be it mm. yeah you did uh but I was trash at skateboarding. Mm, yeah. So a lot of kids I hung out with in middle school and high school were the skater kids. They yeah, me too. Thing. Actually, they were the skater kids. They started their band. They did all that. So I think that finally, like most coming of age, I just like for the emotion of it. Yeah, I think this one I'll be able to connect with the That's experience. Cool. Maybe not the bad home life, um, because even though my dad left to get milk and never came back, <laughs> um, like I had a pretty good home life. <laughs> Uh, but like that era, I was actually a kid then. I'm really excited. I love coming to age stores. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, Dad. I love you. You didn't actually do that. That was a joke. It was a bit. Um, <laughs> do it for, for the, the bit. listeners. <laughs> um, uh, unrelated to any of that, you guys want to see Halloween? Trailer was dope. So I'm I'm so intrigued because the sequel to only the first one. Mm-hmm. They're disregarding the other what eight of them that came Whatever out. The fuck it is. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm super okay with it. I don't know if I'll actually see it because I like because like I don't really care that much about the Halloween movies, but it looks cool enough. Uh, it looks brutal, actually. It does, which is good for good for Michael Myers. Oh, s- the shape, sorry, the shape, whatever the fuck his name is. Okay, <laughs> I'll That's see it. Um, I'm not really a fan of slashers, though. Those are kind of my. Like, I'm a fan of one slasher. Scream, <laughs> scream, go. 
Uh, do you guys want to see Into the Spider-Verse? Yes. Oh, I, do too. Oh. I do too. Yo, so John Mulaney plays Spider-Pig. I didn't know. I didn't know that's cool. I didn't know that. That's and cool. and Nicholas Cage plays Spider Man Noir. I also didn't know that Spider Pig was real. I thought that, that was a Simpsons gag. Uh, it might be Simpsons. I think gag that, became real. that became. Oh, a thing. that's phenomenal. That's I awesome. think so. That's awesome. I mean, that that makes sense. Simpsons uh, have that. Amount you guys of have anything else for? I had Mortal Engines, but if I'm being honest, I forgot what that is. Mortal, I love. I'm actually surprised that's on your list because it's like a post-apocalyptic dystopian directed by Peter Jackson. You want to know why, though? It's on my list because I fucking poo-pooed Mad Max when it came out. Poo-pooed. And and it's one of my favorites of all time. That's my biggest win over Steve. I remember telling him, like, this movie's going to be good. You're like, fuck this movie. Yeah, but my win over you was much better saying that Star Wars was going to gross more than Batman vs. Superman. It fucking did. Yeah, you're an idiot for thinking that. Hey. Hey, I still stand by that. One day I'll be right. You're not right though. One day Shut I'll up. be right. Uh, but that's all I have. So I mean, you guys have anything else for 2018 or? Um, I wanted to see New Mutants, but that got delayed. Same. Uh, I don't give a shit because we had the trailer last year. Mm-hmm. It looked like a horror yeah. movie. It looked great. That's looked cool. Um, that's the main reason why I'm excited for Venom. I hope they do cool, new, interesting body horror things. David Cronenberg being transformed, two things and happening. I hope they do like. I'm kind of getting tired of like just oh look I'm in a costume let me beat up the villain who's kind <laughs> of a counterpoint to me he might um, even have the same exact powers as I do it's gonna be wow. it's gonna be symbiote on symbiote though um, well I know that now seeing the trailer but symbiote I was yeah, I think I think Riz Ahmed is uh, I saw online he was Riot yeah know, he's not Carnage. I know literally nothing about Riot it's great from, thanks it's from did you watch the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Oh. It's from like the Agent Venom thing. There's like that's a- how I know they fuck up symbi- sim- symbiote. Symbiote. I I, I want to get used to saying how they say it so I can just be mad. Symbiote. Fuck. That's the girl from SNL says it. What the hell's her name? Um, she was in Hotel Artemis. Jenny Slate is that her name? She's on SNL. Yeah, she was on SNL for oh, the season. Didn't know that. Um. Oh, yeah. She's also. In, uh, I looked this up because Parks and Rec. I mentioned it in our preview episode. There is a Scarface remake happening with Diego Luna. Don't know if it's coming out in 2018 though, but it exists. It, 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 it won't. It's not. It got it pushed exists. back. It got pushed yeah. back. It's not. It, if we don't have any other information on it, it's yeah. not gonna. Yeah, no. Um, um probably not. Uh, so that's really um, and probably whatever Oscar movies come out. Oh yeah, well, we'll do that. The Oscar movies won't come out till December yeah. 31st. And we, we, we won't know what they are yeah, until then. Exactly. See, that's yeah. that's weird though. I think that's another reason why I feel like 2018 has been lackluster because. From the second I stepped out of the theater, I knew Get Out was going to be an Oscar contender. And that movie yeah. came out in February, which is really yeah. Not. Yeah, and that, and that was a great thing about these last Oscars that they were mainstream. We got you know actually a lot of stuff. One, so after I walked out of Black Klansman today, I wanted to Google who played certain people, and the first two articles I saw was I actually didn't even tell you this. Uh, you tell me nothing. The first article it happened three oh, hours. Stocks, we used to have so much more communication. The first article was how Boots Riley, the director of Sorry to Bother You. Didn't like what Spike Lee did in uh, Black Klansman with something. I'll explain it off mic because it's way too long to go into. Okay. And then the second article was that Black Klansman, apparently, according to whoever wrote the article, is in the lead for Best Picture at the moment. I think that's false just because there's nothing. Well, that, 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 means, <laughs> well, that means it's true then. Nothing else has come out. I could see this being a contender for a Best Picture nomination, especially with the way the year's been so far. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, uh, I don't think I'd like that if you told me that that's how much they beat it over the head with... Well, okay, okay so, I don't want to... It was only the very ending of the movie and okay. one small part in it. Yeah, okay. like, like, if the movie was two hours long, yeah. it was like an hour 45 was phenomenal, the other part. And, and not, uh, not that the, the other part wasn't good, it was just like, it was very... Obvious. It was an, it was an yeah. odd choice. That's it was over. It, yeah. it was very much a tell, don't show. But yeah. Like, Stu 
you've said, the rest of the movie is actually incredible. Really good. That's very, good. very good. And not to say that part isn't good. It's just not. It was such a such a one eighty flip. Yeah. That it was kind of like jarring almost. Well, right. the obviously Charlottesville footage is jarring, so whatever. Um, we're actually like way over. I thought we were gonna be. We're like two hours almost. Jesus. Was, wow. We went. We rambled. We suck. Well, I said we're gonna do this to save well, time. Yeah, well, we so suck. well, you know, that's why we broke it up. That way we can do another one in you know four months, and that one could be an hour and a half long. So yeah. two hours, we can ramble and. So I mean, we do go on a lot of tangents. We do a, we lot. Do a lot. We got to be better, man. Nah, I'm good with it. <laughs> um. So next up, we have. So we just released. Uh, four episodes in August. It was uh, the best of the century. It was started by the Rotten Tomatoes and One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest uh, episodes. This will be out. I'm hoping by middle of September, early September. Yeah. And then we're gonna have our first of maybe many, maybe just one in the director series. That's true. We're gonna watch uh, the works of one director and kind of review, analyze the it, analyze the themes, what yeah. the director does, if so it's good, if it's bad, all that nonsense. We're doing you know what it is. Stanley Kubrick first. So that'll be out soon, and um, we are watching. So our listeners yes, can watch along yes. with us. Um, we had the four right: two thousand one, mm-hmm. A Space Odyssey, yes. The Shining, Doctor Strange, Love, Clockwork Orange. Yes. Also, I have here potentially Full Metal pa- Panicked. We want to do that. Full, full Metal Jacket. Full yeah, metal jacket. yeah. I, I mean, I'm probably gonna watch it just because I just got it on DVD. Yeah. So I may as well watch it okay, too. So but. we could do those five. That is. Yeah, that works. Movies. Yeah. So we'll be doing that, and then maybe we we have other directors in the list. We had Hitchcock, Tarantino, Nolan, um, Nolan, a bunch Kyle of Miyazaki. Yeah, Miyazaki. Yeah. He's like eleven in the list out of out of eleven. So um, that's what's coming. I mean, obviously, we'll have uh, at the end of the year, we'll have a 2018 recap. But uh, that's in four months, man. Yeah, we got a long, we got a long <laughs> way to go. So go watch your Kubrick movies. Listen to everything else. Like us on SoundCloud and Apple Music share us. and Google Music. Share. And you know what? Go see the Meg. It's a great time. Shut up. It's the best movie this year. No, it's not. <laughs> How do you know? You haven't even seen it. Because I, I saw Infinity War. That's the best movie of all time. That's not that top is, 10. That is not top 10 of all time. No. That is Write it down. Of, Follow us on Twitter. All time? Uh, I would. Let's do a top 10 movies of all time after Kubrick, just so I could disagree with you about that. And this doesn't go on for three hours. This is going to go on for three hours. All right. And as always, thanks for logging on. Bye-bye. <laughs> Fucking, we're here with another unboxing video. Stoof's being a little bitch. Let's unpack that. Yay! (laughs) End of the episode.